This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I mean, a lot of shit will be different. That's that. that like, part's Jason, do you want to listen to that voicemail about your butthole again? We don't have to. <laughs> Uh, uh, I welcome all talk about my butthole. Okay. <laughs> There's your cold open server. Yeah. <laughs> um, just just Ryan, two lines. <laughs> Ryan, are you able to see the chat that was happening before you came in? No. No. Okay, good. That means that I get to be the one to show you the graphic oh, ESPN put up for the baseball. I, tw- I tweeted oh, at you. Never about mind. It. Sorry. I, I'm. There's a second one. No, Nolan Thomas has made a better one. Fuck. And I would like you to see it. <laughs> like you're you can't put like a force ghost filter nope. on no nope. come on they had so much time i like that they went with the 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 six and the two that's like super mario brothers the movie font that's like what that racers font okay yeah yeah, yeah. Bob Hoskins is spinning in his grave. Oh, did you know Bob Hoskins didn't know that was a video game when he took the role? Shut up. <laughs> yes. No, I did not. There's, there's like, there's no, like, an, not there's like an interview with him somewhere where he's like, yeah, I took this role. And then I told my kids, and they were like, yay, from the video game. And he's like, what? What's all this? Now? <laughs> hey, you know, rent was due. I thought it seems like a nice man. It's pretty. It's pretty great that they're like you know you know what two things kids love, Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper. That's what kids want to say. <laughs> I've come back around and I've decided this is a pro Barry Bonds protest mm-hmm. in graphic form. Mm-hmm. This is what you get when you only hit sixty-two home runs. Yeah, yeah. This is only sixty-two worth of graphic design. This, okay. This here's the thing. 
I like that they watermarked it. That's the funniest yes. part. <laughs> Don't steal this. No, Don't the funniest steal. part Don't to me is, me. Do you, like, you know how you know how this goes in big news. Do you know how many people had to sign off on this? This had to be made weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many people had to think this was okay? I, I think. I think. What I if? Think- what if? What if they just fucking forgot to make it? <laughs> oh shit! Oh god damn it! Maybe. We got plenty of time. I mean, I think that this is what memes look like two weeks ago. Like, <laughs> like we in our minds. PlayStation 2 video games were yeah. fucking incredible. You go look at them, they look like ass, right? Garbage, Movies yes. from 1993 were like, oh yeah, it looked really cool. You go look at, you can't even, I, I can't even tell what I'm looking at, right? Yeah. Like old sports highlights is like, yeah. am I blind? I can't see a thing. This is just what memes look like two weeks ago. This is this is how memes age. It's um, unfortunate. I really want to, uh, I really want to, underneath that comment, does anyone need a quality logo? I don't know if you've seen, but like in your spam under every single tweet that gets yes. more than like five, there's somebody who's like, does anyone need a quality logo? Yes. That, or or the, the best one is um, someone trying to sell a shirt of the meme. <laughs> it's not their meme. <laughs> That's another kind of spam. Hey, somebody also posted, and I didn't see this a couple weeks ago when, um, so the, the WNBA season was winding down and, and a couple of super famous uh, like folks been around since the beginning of the league retired. And this is the graphic they put up then. And I don't even know what they were going for there. Jesus Christ. Is it supposed to convey them like echoing through the arena? Like Sylvia. This is, this is fucking rough. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> Like, are they ghosts? They're they're retiring, so they're dead. All of these, this one and the Aaron Judge one, they look like unlicensed Super Nintendo video game covers. Uh, (laughs) Oh my god, that's it! They finally fired the one person in the newsroom who had the Getty login. Yes, yes. And now all parents. Mom, why'd you buy me Sue Bird Kart Racing? Damn it! This reply uh, spot the difference, and it's straight up just like their names written in like 1998 powerpoint (laughs) all right sorry this is all i want to talk about now but it's okay i'll get over it i just keep seeing like okay if you had a totino's pizza deal that was celebrating this home run this would be the thing that they put on the paper label that goes inside the pizza yeah. this is what would be on there i have seen not NFT. even the box there no, are no just on the paper insert. just yeah. like the paper insert that's inside the plastic this yeah. is what would be on there this i have is, seen i've seen apes more compelling this is this, this is this is the sticker you get in like a particularly uh shitty box of cracker jack yeah oh god damn it oh god this damn it they like, gave me- um what was the uh, the 90s baseball card brand, Pacific? Yes. The one that didn't have gum? Uh, most of them stopped having gum like around like 90, I think. But Pacific was just like ass shit garbage. So what, <laughs> what was I chewing? Oh, was that the one that had like today's yeah. equivalent of Wikipedia photos on the yeah. cards? That's, that's a pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Trapper like Keeper Wikipedia, basically. <laughs> Oh. How ugly are these? Wow. How ugly are these Pacific? Oh, these are dog shit. <laughs> oh, these are incredible. <laughs> we, just switched, we just switched places. Oh, these are absolutely fucking awful. And all the replies to the original tweet are like, "Good, stop interrupting my game." 
Now their football cards, on the other hand, were amazing because they were all like super spangly and glittery. And- <laughs> Yeah, this looks like it. Here's like Bill Romanowski like, and Lisa Frank. Yes. <laughs> this needs like teardrop shaped rhinestones around the edge. Mm-hmm. One of the first ones in the image search, the third result is Scott Case, Atlanta Falcon Safety. <laughs> oh, yeah. Looking like uh, a yeah. white trash dirt bag with spangles. I'll bet he just saw the graphic. Oh, my God. These are, these are brand. They are phenomenal. Oh, a Brett Favre Falcons card. Wow. There was um this is incredible. Action packed. Remember those? Yes. I don't. Yeah. There were three-dimensional cards. Oh, they were like oh. tiny bricks. And oh, you could wow. like feel the bumps of like um Mark Carrier's butt, I guess. <laughs> Here's Dan Marino's <laughs> bulge. <laughs> ah, feel that. That's the championship bulge. It's not. It's an AFC championship bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's 5,000 useless yards. Wild card bulge at best after 85. Let's be honest. The Shutdown Full Cat. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall, and I am about to introduce everyone in this podcast in under two minutes. That's God how damn. long it's going to take, and no one is going to distract me. I'm going to start furthest away from my location with Ryan Nanny joining us live from Music City, Tennessee. Tactics. Ryan, how are we doing? Didn't have a biscuit. I didn't ask you. You'll notice. <laughs> Do you even care anymore? Now, no, no, he now doesn't care, and I can tell you why. Please, because someone on the internet has found a more annoying response to him uh, than the biscuit, mm-hmm. and keeps sending it to him. Spencer, would you like to tell us about it? No, because I have two minutes to introduce everybody. <laughs> it's oh. the biscuit song. I'm not entirely anyway, no selling it. We're going to come back to it. Spencer, Spencer the biscuit. Do song. not he send me it. the fucking biscuit song now again. Now you know how the rest of us feel. Don't send me the he goddamn biscuit song. Oh, oh it, would, it would be a real shame if <laughs> yeah. you can all, all of go you were straight to, to hell. The all express elevator. Spencer has a hundred and don't even wait for it to get to your floor. Open the doors and jump head first. But it's Richard, going to now. Richard, have them play the biscuit song. <laughs> <laughs> Put, uh, That's uh, can't get the right can't get the rights to it. Aha! ESPN can't oh, get the rights. Yeah, for this people don't know. know. Prince wrote the biscuit song, and his estate won't release it. The voice you hear egging on the hell 
audience who will be in my mention sharing this creepy lady singing the creepy song is Jason Kurt. Jason, how are we doing? I don't think um, Jason was egging you on. I don't think Jason's a creepy lady. If anything, I think I was egging it on. Anyway, sorry, Jason. He I didn't mean to interrupt Spencer, your first moment. Would you rather people bombard you with the biscuit song or with the uh, what was it? The Battle of Naboo. Battle of Naboo. <laughs> I forgot about the Battle of Naboo because I laughed thinking Why about that one. Stop. That's like Ryan's finest moment. Why did we ever I stop? I appreciate that. that. <laughs> this was, uh, folks. This was uh, Ryan used to rickroll Spencer with the Battle of Naboo. Uh, I wanted, in, I... in our ancient uh, company campfire. Yes. I think with the roots yes. of it. That's how well. Song. Well, it started because Spencer. Rick rolled himself yes, by, by putting accidentally it. <laughs> putting it in articles where and then he I, and then I because I my videos on his clip because and then it became a thing where um, at the same time and it they became a thing it. where yeah. when editing Spencer you would then add in the battle yes, of Naboo correct and, correct oh, oh Spencer yes. let me take this out for you <laughs> was and this then, before or after is this Trina the the, the closest I have come <laughs> was a, to actually, that was around the same time around yeah. the same is time. this yeah. Trina was campfire era, yes right? the yes. closest yes. I was when actually did not know who Beyonce is <laughs> the closest I've come to actually grabbing the nearest hammer and braining myself with it was when Ryan did that for a third time after I'd already like corrected it twice and he put it in the third time and I was like I'm going to kill myself <laughs> I'm, I'm a really good Did you even have co-worker. a child at that point? I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was peak, like, okay. I'm trying to do too much era. And, okay. and Ryan put it in a third time, and I was like, nope, that's it. <laughs> give me a piece. Give me a stick of dynamite, and I will happily bite down on it right now. All right, now. so what so anyway, we need is the Battle of Naboo set to the Biscuits song. Yes. yes. <laughs> need, oh, man. We need Yub Nub song stop by watch the is running. Song. I am over two minutes at this point. However, I'm fine with point, it. Baby boy. That's right. The timer sabotaged. in this question in this case is holly anderson holly what's up sluts uh, you can't say that uh, stephen godfrey's not in this room can't can't say that sorry that was a joke stephen godfrey is allowed to say sluts he's uh modeling brett bielema his family's a louisiana woman and a mississippi man r.i.p one-on-one loretta lynn now this is one of the first things we spoke into existence without knowing we were going to speak it into existence was talking about, Hey, what if Brett Bielema coached in the sec and how he would enter sec media days with a case of beast on each shoulder, walking in me like soaps, let's, and that's pretty much exactly what happened. That's not any weirder than Brett Bielema fielding an Illinois team that has an offense that I like watching. So. Yeah. Or beating uh, the crap out of Wisconsin so badly. They fired their coach, which I know Yes, scripted perfectly. Yes. Oh, the irony that it flew this low under the radar probably says, yeah, you should probably should have fired Paul Christ. <laughs> if, we, if we just like, well, that's just the way flew, things are wait, now. Wait, wait, flew what? under what radar? What? what radar are you talking about? This yeah. is like all anybody has been talking about for two not days. The, on well, no, not the firing, and... but the defeat that it was that bad. And that's oh. like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, the, the firing to me is still a bit surprising, but then you go, hey, if you lose to Illinois and people don't even really kind of like shrug that much that's a sign things have gone bad paul Paul christ wisconsin had definitely like brought itself off of the cultural map where it was like unless they were having a like uh uh-oh wisconsin's 10 and 0 season once they hit loss number two you could just hit the eject like you didn't have to bother you really didn't they were stuck in the fast food death spiral where you go well their burgers fries and shakes are pretty good 
And then a couple of years later, it's like, well, you know, I might not do the fries, but the burgers and shakes are still solid. <laughs> and then like five years later, you're like, their condiments really aren't rancid. You could probably go get a decent packet of ketchup. I, there. I also like this because this means that, and this is true based on the Wisconsin offense of the last couple of years, they were never fucking with the menu. They were never, they weren't the fast oh, food no, restaurant no. that was like, I don't know, we do Mexican breakfast now? Maybe? Is that a thing? <laughs> they're not Taco Bell. No, no they were. No. I, I think Spencer, the decline of a, a um, establishment there, it's sort of like if they went from Culver's to KFC. Yeah. <sighs> Split zone duo. <laughs> Thank you, patrons. Um, please introduce our producer, though, Spencer. Michael Ray Serber. C- clock's uh, still running. Who's had a fucking day? He has yeah. had a day. Because what you should know is that before. Um, that is eight minutes for those of you who were. <laughs> tight. That's a tight eight. That's a navy. That's, that's a navy drive. It's better is. than last week. Yeah, sure but you set expectations too high by calling. Here's, so here's someone here's, has to set the bar, Jason. Here's, here's you the have fuck to here. set the bar. Set the if bar you don't down, hit it, like on the floor. No, let's, no, you... let's bring the audience behind the curtain for a second here. Okay. This is the second time we are recording this episode, and by this episode we mean the whole thing. <laughs> for reasons we will let Serber explain in a second. But part of why Spencer started this episode so cocky about, <laughs> oh, I'll get through this intro, <laughs> is that the first time we recorded this, he did get through the intro. And he did probably do it within two minutes, but there's three. no historical record of that. Yes. The first uh, first time he said he was going to do it in three. And he, and did. Did, and he hit it. Yes. And so then he went said two, two and but, went. Wait. Right. But then he yep. decided to go to all of us into not yelling over him, which like, have you even listened to this show? Do you know what really set me way over that three minute the limit fucking it was naboo the fucking thing. naboo thank you yes. it thank was you. the naboo video yes it's and the last still, time the last time we did called, this it's called jason, psychological warfare the last time we did this jason tried to go the other way and get you talking about something you'd like by asking you to name steely dan your five favorite steely dan albums. i brought up the american sniper mm-hmm. workout yes. we tried to steely, do this the easy way steely dan albums proved too close to the front of spencer's brain it just, yes it just went like yeah. bop, 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 bop. We nice almost try. got him on five. Five took him a few seconds. Yeah, it's pretzel logic. Pretzel logic. You sure about that? Fifth, yeah, it's right. the fifth best one. That's yeah. so, the second time he said that today. So, yeah. sir, server, can you explain what to the to the best of your ability? Can you explain what happened earlier today? Mostly because if you don't, everybody's gonna say it was Ryan's fault, <laughs> which but, might be true. I, mm. uh, we were funny you mentioned Ryan. We were about three minutes away from Ryan's out time, of which we had to be done because he was leaving. And all of a sudden, the page on which I was recording the episode with the platform that we use, its my Google Chrome just said, aw, snap. With the sad little sad folder thing. The sad yeah. folder yeah. face. Oh, my B. <laughs> yeah. uh, hold on. I got to turn into an Apple computer from 1994 what real quick. California yeah. rapper works at Google. Which was not, which, quick. Which, which wasn't yeah. helpful. Um, it wasn't helpful at all. I tried the back button. I tried the refresh button, but everything was gone. Everything. And I it think, was. I think the-, the California rapper to blame for this is corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Yeah. So this is the second time uh, in about three months that we have lost an entire episode through a version of a technical glitch that has never happened to any of us. Before. Really? Yeah. We, yeah, I was. Uh, we've lost another entire episode. Before. I thought this had never happened. We, we lost entire episode. Here. It's the one where you weren't here. It's yeah. the one where we were all at my house and, yeah. and you were in Nashville, and we but, thought. But it even would be that, easy. even that server was able to salvage correct. Correct. A, a, enough 
But th- this is the pieces. This is the first time I can remember in the ever ever. Uh, uh, th- let me let me rephrase this slightly. There have been other times where we have done this show, and one or more tracks have failed to record. Famously, mm-hmm. the one where it's just Spencer talking to himself. <laughs> right. Right. Which I thought was great. Gar- and I appreciate that y'all put that the out. Garfield, anyway. The Garfield without Garfield, the podcast. But, but this is the first. I don't think we've ever gone back and redone an episode. I think we we've either said, when have we done that? We have. Uh, we did it once when my track didn't record. We just started yeah. over. Um, I'm pretty, There's probably a week in there we just said, ah, fuck it. Yes. Because we were that, like, hey, this isn't feels, our job. Fuck that this feels, shit. That, it feels like we either said, yeah, fuck but it, and now, put nothing up. But no, this is my job. So that's right. Yeah. We, Have we you better do it again. If we recover the original file, can we like put it out for charity as put an alternate track? Out. At the same time, director's yeah. cut. Yeah, I think so. I think we have full to. cast after after dark. Mark, it, you email me back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> full cast way is just to layer those vocals. So yeah. wait, you told me. Welcome Cerber- to the event horizon. Finally, Cerber, you told me that the support guy like knew the length of the recording. So there's he, something in there. There's something out there. Like yeah, this says, is some. This is yeah. cursed. Don't do it. Yeah, he goes. He goes, and, and you recorded this today, correct? And just to confirm, the recording length was around two hours and fifty-two minutes. Which I was like, no, it was around wow. an hour and fifty-two minutes. I said this was not hand in the dirt. <laughs> um, so what's so what's on that? What's on that hour? So of the screams of hell. The yeah. screams of hell, Spencer. Fuck there's yes. something. It, it's it's in. The it's just ether. Mike Felder saying we're going to get out of here in an hour. <laughs> an hour yeah. more. That's, like, that's what hell is. Hell is you're trapped there, and Felder every twenty minutes is like, all right, your your time is about done here. We're just oh wait, one more thing. One more thing. Sounds perfectly fine to me. One more thing. We've been there, <laughs> ten, uh, we've been like there ten thousand years. There will be no <laughs> less days of Mike Felder to tell us we are about to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't we all end up ultimately with our hands in the dirt? Damn! Mm, wow! Not me. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get cremated and scattered. And where is your scattering going to go? Mm-hmm. In the dirt, right? Space Art guy. Space. Space. I'm gonna start Space. The, start Guess the where that ends up? Yeah. You're, uh, an asteroid. Probably just floating. <laughs> Space dirt. Space trash. What man. about when the universe eventually contracts down in the big crunch and you become re-absorbed uh, into the dirt and stuff? What then, tough guy? Hey, speaking of space debris uh, returning to Earth, let's talk about Tampa. Mm-hmm. That's uh, <laughs> you know, I knew something was wrong when he came out and said he had a lot of shit going on, and his hairline Who's had kind of wandered Who's over. Oh, that'd be Tom Brady. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Tom Brady. When he said, "You know, I'm 45. I got a lot of shit going and on." He looked like the guy who throws Bell's dad in the asylum in the cartoon Beauty and the Beast. It was the hair. The hair was really a cry oh, it was for the help. Cheekbones, man. The filler. That, no, that's the opposite of filler. Like think, he looked like he'd been contoured. He looked like he'd deflated. Yeah, like he looked like everything from his cheekbones to his jawline was like. Yeah, he looked, like, ha- he looked like he'd eaten a strawberry. He looked like oh, he looked like he'd been used as filler. Someone squeezed Tom. <laughs> Someone's just putting Tom Brady in a tube. Someone decorated a cake with Tom Brady. Don't count out tube tube Tom. Hmm. Was the presence of Rob Gronkowski the, the thing holding Tom Brady's marriage together? Because he's, so. not, he's not playing this year. Marriage counselor. <laughs> I feel like 
I feel like Gronk was the one who was like, bro, you got you got to have open communication, bro. We got to talk about emotional labor. Not all labor is just stuff you do. Sometimes right, dog, it's just stuff dog, you dog, think dog, to dog, do. Dog, 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 You're acting like there's only one way to present as masculine. Yeah. Bro, I feel like it's, Gronk um, here here to tell you about love languages. They're all different. <laughs> and we all have different ones. My love language is beer. Tom, what's your enigram? <laughs> Mine's all of them. <laughs> I, feel I like thought Gronk's it was about butts. It turns stupid. out it's not. <laughs> Gronk's love advice is just like, hey, did you call your wife today? <laughs> She's cool. I like to talk to her. And Brady's like, all right, fuck, I'm married. I better, yes. better call yeah, her. I, I, just I'm in- every day, Gronk walks in and he's like, oh, you're married to a fucking model. That's so fucking cool. That's so cool. She's not just yes. a model. She's a superhero. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. You should, or did you talk to her today? Oh, God damn it. I have to talk to her today. See, Tom, I'm an ENFP. And that means eggs, nandrolone, <laughs> uh, football, fish oil, football, and football. penis. Football. Yeah, football. that's it. That's my life. I mean, my penis. But, you know, I mean, that's cool if it's your thing. Wait, what do you mean it's not ENFP? QB1, <laughs> Mercury's in retrograde. You know what that means. <laughs> he's he's so close to becoming. QB1, a relationship has two, my man. <laughs> I just want you to know that woman lived in Boston all that time. Yeah. Boston. I'd be not... so goddamn angry if I was her. Boston. Years oh. and years in Boston. It's fine. It's cool. It's going well. Two years and he's like, we got to stay in Tampa longer, and it's like, eject. And the whole I time, wish, I wish Bridget Moynihan a very pleasant evening. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget, Man. come on the full cast, talk your shit. We've never seen Blue Bloods. I think she was on Blue Bloods. Why is no, that 100%. what threw everybody? <laughs> yeah, he's so close to being a dude who's going to be like into even sketchier stuff than he is now all right i tried to say this earlier and it came out right wrong so let's see if i can do a more oh, delicate good, version of the good. way i said this earlier i'm trying <laughs> i'm trying and i tried earlier okay here we okay, go i'm just not gonna say it no I, say it say i stand it. by the sentiment which okay we need to know what i the think sentiment is. i think that tom brady might be happiest if he stayed on the football field until he died mm-hmm. a la <laughs> joe paterno i like mm-hmm. joe paterno and Bear Bryant, you know, they, they, we, we, we hear talk about like, oh, these guys, you know, when they leave football, they've got nothing left. I've never seen anybody who has less outside of this game and his weird jammies than this guy. He, he should absolutely stay in the game. Do the LeBron thing. Get on a team with your kids. Go nuts. Because can you imagine him trying to like be a dad at a pool party no. with normies? No. <clears throat> no and i think like for years people have been like wow it's it's fucking crazy that tom brady has made it this far and has is this old and is still this productive because you know when you look back at other like Vinny testaverde played when he was about this age Vinny testaverde didn't play that well when he was this age and he didn't look that good either Vinny testaverde did look like he should be a dad at a pool party um but now we know the answer Tom Brady was probably just a terrible husband the whole time. All of the all of the points that married people put into their marriage, all of the 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 skill points they put into that tree, Tom Brady was like, "Nah, babe, these got to go to football. All of these got to go to football and stealth. Yeah. A few into stealth. <laughs> none into charisma. None into charisma. None into listening. None into helping with the groceries. None of that. Diapers. You know- what are those?" <laughs> I did consider that 
Do you think do Tom Brady's it. ever changed the diaper? No, no, no. He doesn't no, touch. 100%. He doesn't even touch cucumbers. In, in, <laughs> he's like no. a cat who's afraid of cucumbers. <laughs> I like the. I cra- do want to see him jump up on all four legs. The craziest, most fucked up part here is the person that he's like assigned all this to is like more famous and successful and sure. like everything and than probably him. richer. Sure. She's had she, a longer career. She yeah. left tens of millions of dollars to raise his children. Like, oh. like what the fuck? <laughs> Giselle, it, it, man, if she ends up having to pay this bum. Yeah, I said it. He's a bum. Yeah, she's <laughs> a fucking to. bum. He's a fucking bum. He I'm left, sorry. I can't stop thinking about the notion of like he's asleep on one side of a huge palatial bed and you just leave like a child's lunchbox yeah. on the duvet next to him and he wakes up and his whole body just hits the canopy like the little girl in the ring <laughs> what do i put in it um what is the I feel, most i feel it div- with tb12 protein powder sorry, what is the most divorced dad franchise that tom brady could go play for tampa he's might playing, no, he's playing tampa? for them okay. he's oh no oh, no 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 okay. no 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 the raiders of las vegas <laughs> I stand fucking corrected. Damn. Because Derek Carr is not divorced at all. So no. he needs to move somewhere no. else. He's yeah. like, he's up there with Russell Wilson among the least divorced quarterbacks. Derek, Derek Carr has very strong, disappointing Carolina quarterback vibes. <laughs> like, Eventually. just add him to the list. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. He, Things yeah. that mean the same thing. Yeah. Also, to be clear, as we discussed earlier, Russell Wilson is somehow a wife guy and big divorced energy at yep. the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one specter of divorce, dad, that I don't I don't actually want to see. That's Russell Wilson getting another divorce is like opening up the seventh seal. No one will mention this, and this will be a source of adversity for him to overcome over the next season. There will be only one public address of Tom Brady's personal life, and it will be when he does the next golf tournament in the offseason, the uh, event where it's like him and Aaron Rodgers. And the Tahoe uh, thing, yeah. The, no, no, yeah. it's the, it's oh, the special oh, right. things where yes. they, they have them mic'd up, right? <clears throat> yes, the and like, he, let's 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 see these big boys talk trash on the golf course, right? And they, right. they do some like gentle ribbing, and then they go, Hey, isn't Charles in the studio? And he's gonna be like, Hey, you missed that fairway like you missed your wife, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like that's that's what he's gonna do, right? Aaron Rodgers in the background going, You know, we're really just normal guys as he vapes hazelnut squash. <laughs> Scraping <laughs> off the like, rind and snorting it. Yeah, ground up mastodon bones. <laughs> it's yeah. it's really gonna it's, it's really gonna hit earth. Tom. Nothing it's really is gonna, more from the earth than she, mastodon. She, she, really paying gonna, you, she paying you, Tom, right? She paying you, <laughs> you pulled that off. You pulled that off, kid. He's gritting his teeth so hard that you can actually see tiny fragments sh- of tooth shooting out. <laughs> Hanging out with Charles. Aaron Rodgers That's is really gonna. Said. Hanging out with Aaron Rodgers is really going to hit home for Tom Brady what it means to be a single man without a family. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's like, oh my God, this is who oh, I geez. am now. Oh, <laughs> I had it so good. Does Aaron take him on as a pupil? And he's like, have you met Shailene? <laughs> oh, oh. Have you ever thought about eating diatomaceous earth as part of <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's like, Tom, come on. I, also, we'll, we'll I also have an unusual diet, Tom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would like to show you some of my favorite favorite kung fu films, Tom. All right, I'm gonna bridge this. I'm gonna bridge this. What if Gronk tags along and we get Earth Gronk? <laughs> oh man! Like the thing? That's a Goron. Fantastic Four. That's, that's a Goron. Is what that is. Yeah. yeah. 
Don't lie, Tom. I know you got that mattress on the floor. About, Tom, so like, I was Googling it, and it turns out that toothpaste has a, a diatomaceous earth as one of an actual ingredient. So I just squirted a whole thing of cold in my mouth. I'm doing fine, right? There ain't Gronk, a, there, Gronk, take Tom Brady to Ikea. Help him get furniture for his new there, condo. There ain't a tomato or a coaster in that house. Not one. <laughs> That's what that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Barkley to get on an open mic. God, Tom Brady, put a fitted sheet on the bed challenge. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dudes really okay. live like this. Uh, I mean, Tom, Tom Brady with a milk crate and an Xbox on top of it. <laughs> Tom Brady thinking? finding love in the rape my space community on Reddit. He's like, hey, you guys are all right. <laughs> finally, finally found the community for me. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna call that bunker tossed salad and scrambled eggs because they're calling again, Tom. <laughs> That's what you eating. That was deep. Yeah. This is a really good Charles, and I'm not gonna stop you from doing it. Yeah. This is, you know, he's gonna do this too. Yeah. And it's gonna be the funniest thing you've ever heard. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Tiger Woods. They're all just gonna be like, oh, <laughs> fuck. oh Jesus Christ. God damn, divorce. we're so divorced. <laughs> Divorce Caesar, Tiger Woods rising from his chariot. John Daly descends from them. Hey, boys! Hey! Don't go that way. No, that option. No, no. The final boss is Larry King. (laughs) I'm dead and loving it. So Tom is in a Tom is in a vulnerable state, right? So he's the one who's being taken on the path. You know, Rogers is obviously Rogers is obviously going to have diet covered. Woods is going to cover exercise. He's going to take them both in Navy SEALs camp with him when it comes back around to be his like, you know, whenever uh, when Tiger's next uh, next fiasco hits and it's now Tom's turn to be one of the supporting legs of the triangle. What does he bring to the group with diet and exercise already covered? skincare maybe okay like okay. Skele- skeletory skincare mm-hmm. bone care i think is bone care is. okay yeah osteo yeah. health mm. yes okay okay crypto bone care <laughs> oh god no, never mind like never Aaron mind Rogers you're right again. he's their financial planner never oh, mind yeah yeah i was trying to make a point about how uh without diet and exercise he is nothing but i forgot cryptocurrency so which will totally still be a thing Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. just like his marriage weird diet weird exercise weird alternative currency yeah that's a, that's a divorce dad triforce right there mm-hmm. we're off to fight Ganon. <laughs> yeah i love this rpg party we built like, yeah. we have a healer uh well <laughs> they like, i'm a they paladin they, they all yeah they're they like uh, who's the who's the damage tank not aaron, it, not it, not aaron, it. aaron Rodgers is the healer he's not good at it but he I is think the they healer. all think they're the damage that's sorcerer right. that, that's you know right. like they're all I, yeah i stand back i do cool shit and i, I i'm the one what's your character class i'm john wick, well, john wick. <laughs> <laughs> i got a gun that shoots magic it shoots it shoots facts it's the for the, the liberals don't know what they are what drives like, you? No, you want to let it keep so bleeding because that's the toxins leaving your body. Just place this coin <laughs> over the wound and press. <laughs> yeah, a cold spoon put in the middle of this acorn squash will heal it all. It will, as long they'll as you hear, put it out. That's the, the trick for keeping champagne carbonated. You can't fool me. Oh yeah, it is actually. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a kind of healing. Did it, it? Listen. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, brother. For a recently divorced dad, that's gonna be healing. That's all the healing I can tell you. <laughs> what is? What do recently divorced dads drink? It doesn't feel like champagne. 
canned champagne. Uh, okay. <laughs> that sounds pretty fucking That great. sounds like early COVID for me. It was all like canned wine and prestige television. Uh, for Tom, it's going to be some sort of celebrity tequila. That's going to be because yeah. the rocks. Okay, well, time out. The time rocks out. tequila. I regret to inform the group that I have had both the rocks tequila and George Clooney's tequila within the last like several weeks or so. Who you got? They're both they're both they're both good. That's the thing. They're both surprisingly like I would. I'm not enough of a tequila connoisseur to call them excellent, but I don't really normally like tequila, and I like both of these. Maybe that makes them terrible tequilas. I don't know. I would give the edge to Clunes. Wow. Uh, but both surprisingly drinkable products. Again, this means me. This brings me no pleasure unless they want to sponsor us. Um, but I, no, I've had both of them, and I was pleasantly surprised. Huh. Please tilt the camera down so that we can all see that Betty has joined. Tom, what are you drinking? Because I bet you're real thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Who does okay. sitting up alone in that house in Tampa? Who does he rebound with? What celebs are in Tampa? Oh God, I see the problem. I think it's probably whoever DiCaprio just dumped. Dave Boat Bati- show models. Dave Batista is <laughs> going to hang out with them because he no, lives in Tampa. Don't do that to Batista, Batista and Gronk. There Batista we go. And Gronk. Give me what I want. <laughs> and somebody <laughs> will get hurt. <laughs> It's when not- you Google, when you Google Tampa celebrities, <laughs> Tom Brady, the people you get, the people you get include Hulk and Brooke Hogan, Jeez. Dave Batista, Channing Tatum, Gallagher. Channing Aaron, Tatum lives in Tampa, or I think Channing from, Tatum is from, from Tampa. Right, that, yeah. that's what that was part of the Magic Mike mythos. Yeah, Gallagher, Aaron Carter, and Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson, Sarah Paulson is, is Tampa, a god. Yeah. Okay, what, the, what? All right, good for her. And Ryan Nanny. Yep. And Ryan. Sarah Paulson, I think this is your job, model. buddy. Sarah Paulson, a great model for finding uh, your one true love later in life. Maybe Tom could learn from her. And Kia. Oh, wait. The CEO of Spanx is from Tampa. Yeah. That's who it's Sarah Blakely? She was yeah. on Billions. Yeah. 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 She was born in Clearwater. She's rich. It's, it's, I don't know if she's married or not, but yeah. Wait, she's she, born in oh, Clearwater. She to, is she Scientologist? She went to Florida State. So maybe. Yeah. 100%. 100% going to be this lady. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm really impressed by her business sense. Folks, speaking think you're of- impressed by her dollars and cents because <laughs> you need them. Because you need them, you broke boy. I've been there. My accountant kill himself thinking about that. How long has it been since you've done Scottish Charles Barkley? <laughs> the best part is this I'm is only, only changing. You know you're going to have to run into him eventually again. <laughs> And hey, you know Spencer, somebody could you will move Scottish Charles Barkley for me? Yeah. Yeah. You never hey, this has worked out for us before. If you're fairly new to the show, Jason does such a good Wright Thompson impression that Wright Thompson himself once had Jason do his outgoing voicemail greeting. It's true. This this Charles Barkley impersonation is maybe the nicest thing we've said about Auburn in like three years. Mm. It, the best part is I'm just changing actual quotes that Charles Barkley has said sure. by like one word. I I had a terrible specter flash in front of my eyes just now. Hmm. You think Charles Barkley and Bruce Pearl talk like yes. at all? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, they get yes. along fabulously. Guarantee yes. you. Explain, explain this APAT. Yeah. <laughs> Tribes? Yeah. Z- Zion, I thought he was in the league. In a week. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I am Zionist because I really want him to do well. I want good things to happen. Bruce is like, I'm putting <laughs> you on my email list. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's email? Okay. Sorry, I don't do a good Charles, but I love him. Respect you, Charles. Yeah. How how are those women? How are those women over there? Are they as big as the ones in San Antonio? (laughs) (laughs) Every like 99 other people get absolutely shellacked and pilloried for this. Charles Barkley does that every single goddamn season of people are like, ah, Charles. San Antonio got a Wayland wall, but it's with a WH. <laughs> oh, come on now, Charles. <laughs> come on now. Fishing. Yes. <laughs> Fishing. This is even better than the one. <laughs> We've had a number of you ask us to weigh in on accidental fish tournament pun on the viral video that circulated over the weekend involving a fight at a weigh-in at a fishing tournament. It took us a while to come up with a response because uh, this this falls to me as the designated fish correspondent slash hilljack. And I was puzzled that this made news for several reasons. First of all, the story, if you want to, it has made it all. My mother heard about this on NPR. It has made it to the holy halls of the New York Times. Not the first time the New York Times has covered a fish tournament scandal, but we will get back to that. Uh, The original story, I believe, is from the Toledo Blade, which is very smartly paywalled this story uh, by the time you hear this. Um, But there was a walleye tournament at Lake Erie, And the gentlemen who won, who I believe also won the previous year, were found to have inserted lead weights and fillets of other fish uh, inside their winning fish and were caught this. I was confused for like 24 hours as to why this went viral because I. Oh, hello. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, we decided we were going to drink if we were going to do the show all over again. Um, I already forgot where I was because I got champagne bubbles in my nose. You you weren't sure why it went fire. Okay, I uh, everybody hates the why is this news guy. This might have been the first genuine why is this news moment of my life because I cannot remember a time in my life when, as a lake raised hilljack, I did not know how to cheat in a fishing tournament. Um, if you open up your grandpa's tackle box, you'll see a whole bunch of little lead balls. Those are called sinkers. You put them, uh, you affix them to the line. They help your bait uh, sink down into the water and uh, hang out near the bottom where the fish are. And they also serve as super handy cheating devices. This is a really basic way to, to cheat in a fishing tournament. Um, the weights in this fish were somewhat larger. Uh if if they uh, and and the fillets were surrounding them in theory, so as not to distend the body of the fish quite so obviously, they still got caught because an experienced judge who looks at hundreds and hundreds of fish a day is gonna be able to eyeball it at some point, right? He's gonna be able to look at this fish and say, oh, it's like a five pounder, and if it shows up as eight, you're going to invite scrutiny. So. Uh, Ultimately, I think this took off because there's video, there's a man at a funny voice going, we have weights in fish, and there's a scuffle. Uh, So I'm going to take you guys through a little bit of how to cheat in a fishing tournament and why you're going to get caught. Uh, Ryan, you had a question earlier. Do we want to go through that again? No, no, let's 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 proceed with how to cheat and and I'll interject if if I feel the urge. All right, so here's what you need to know. First off, this is a really stupid way to cheat. Um, it's the, the the weights were. If you're going to cheat like this, you need to go incremental. Uh, 
these were these were experienced fishermen who I think got a little bit out of their out over their skis, and it produced because this is a a really stupid way to cheat. This produced a lot of questions like, why do they cheat? Which is first of all kind of like asking why athletes dope because you might not get caught, or maybe you're addicted to the thrill of cheating. But this was kind of a bad example of how to get caught cheating in a fishing tournament because they did just about the dumbest thing you can do. Uh, the, the best way to get into this is to explain it in terms of spectrum. There's a big spectrum of ways to cheat in a fishing tournament. Um, there are tournaments where, for example, you can't bring in a fish longer than 16 inches uh, in certain tournaments in Texas. So uh, sneaky anglers will trim the fins on the tail of the fish like they're trying to be allowed to take it as a carry-on luggage item uh, on a flight to make sure it fits within the 16-inch margins. Uh, you can catch fish ahead of time off-site and you can hide them. They've been found hidden in uh, in cages underneath the water like where you'd put a lobster pot. Uh, they have been hidden in buckets in sheds on riverbanks. There I. Uh, I know there have been at least a couple where, you know, abandoned oil barrels were artfully staged, like in, in kind of an industrial river town. They were full of fish that had been bought off of a game fisherman. Uh, buying fish from other fishermen who aren't competing is another common way of doing it. Weights aren't the only thing that you can put inside a fish to increase its weight. Uh, fillets of other fish is kind of a fun, sneaky, uh, festive way of doing it. Ice is common because it, it melts down into water, although that's a pretty easy way to get caught because biologically fish don't hold a lot of water like inside their stomach cavities. So if you, you pick a fish up by the tail and a whole bunch of water pours out, you're in trouble. Um, even something as simple as, you know, say a, say a tournament is, okay, we're going to fish from here to here on this river. And you go a couple miles further, you know, you sneak past the boundaries and go a couple miles further downstream and get all the fish in that one cove to yourself. So there's, there's, there's dumb ways, there's smart ways. Uh, it's, it's a spectrum. Another thing there's a spectrum of is tournaments. This was probably the most puzzling uh, part of the story to me because this is uh, no disrespect to the fine folks at Lake Erie, but it, it's not like this was, it's not like this was the world championships. This was like, uh, this was a dumb method of cheating at a, at, at a, you know, a regional tournament that blew up because there was a funny video. But is this like, is this the equivalent of like, Hey, our local golf club is having its annual tournament and I'm cheating at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, or like, it's, you know, if, if your local golf tournament drew, like, not just people from the town, but, like, people from the region, because, like, Lake, yeah. Erie's a, Lake Erie's a big spot, sure. right? Right. Um, but, you know, this wasn't going to be televised. There are, right. there are you know, there are the Bassmaster Classics that you see, you know, on ESPN. ESPN Outdoors used to devote a huge amount of coverage to all this. There are NCAA-level uh, collegiate tournaments. If you, uh, you want a good time, the best go Oklahoma look up State. LSU's. Yep, go. Cowboys. It's the best Oklahoma State logo. Go yep. look up LSU's bass fishing uh, jerseys. Go look up uh, Louisiana Lafayette's bass fishing jerseys. There are state-run tournaments. There are uh, club-run tournaments. There are you know specific marinas have their own tournaments. Municipal parks departments have their own tournaments. The thing that was funny about this is that this is a method of cheating that I think you probably would have seen most commonly at what's called a wildcat tournament. And these are wildcat. wildcat tournaments are the pickup basketball games of fishing. Like there's no way to count them there. They happen 
every day uh, all over the country. I'm sure they happen in other countries uh, without, without record. Uh, it's uh, where I grew up. The way you throw a wildcat tournament is, you know, it's six guys with your boats meeting on a Thursday afternoon at the pier and everybody throws $20 in a pot and you go out for three hours and whoever comes back with the biggest fish gets all the money in the hat. After which here's a key. Uh, a lot of wildcat tournaments and a lot of these smaller level and medium level tournaments are catch and release. Um, so there's no evidence left behind in a lot of these places because you're putting the fish right back in the water. I would like to briefly note that as of this recording, Auburn is number seven in the collegiate bass championship rankings mm-hmm. and Bama is number 40. Ugh. Oh, oh yep. that ain't fitting. Oh no. Unacceptable. Oh, Bama. We thought she was rich. Yep. Penn oh. State number twenty eight, Purdue number twenty nine. Bam! Purdue what the does, fuck are you doing? Who's Purdue number one? Does have an excellent tradition of fishing. <laughs> number one is a school in Adrian, Michigan, called Adrian College. Dude, Whoa. I bet that's awesome. Yeah, like as an experience, I bet that's fantastic. Yeah, this is where the um the region for the region for fishing schools is less of a coast to coast, left to right, and more of like a vertically up and down middle third of the country chunk right right yeah. right like you've got the big sport fishermen in florida louisiana texas but then don't count out them great lakes um i'm clapping like a coach while i say this so another thing another part of the story that is a spectrum is the array of judging practice also varies wildly you might have two guys at a folding table at the dock who have like a kitchen scale, a digital kitchen scale. It might not even be like a, a like a fairly accurate scale. Um, it might be all the way up to forensic analysis of the fish that has been caught. And we will get, we will come back to that in a second. One thing that has become actually super common at smaller and mid-level tournaments, not like wildcat tournaments, but more official tournaments, which is hilarious to me because it has been, as it has come into and then gone out of fashion in law enforcement, what is currently super common in fishing tournaments as a judging method is polygraphs. Like you have to sign when you sign your agreement, yes. uh, like yes. when you sign up for this fishing tournament, you have to sign a statement that says you will submit to a polygraph uh, after the end of this. Um, Ryan, are polygraphs still admissible in, as evidence like anywhere or are they think, just like frowned upon? I think I think it varies wildly. I think they are maybe more admissible in civil court than in criminal court, but they are like pretty they are out of vogue for sure. All right. So there's um, there's increased surveillance that happens. Also, um, fish and wildlife departments in in states with better funded departments have drones that can, you know, surveil the riverbanks to see who's scuttling up to a shed. Um, smart judges again are a big part of this they know what a fish is supposed to weigh that looks like this after years and years of doing this Um, fish who have been uh, caught and kept in captivity for several days can display signs of stress around both ends of the fish they tend to turn reddish Um, uh, so that's another way to catch somebody so (laughs) there's also Oh, I'm forgetting one thing. Oh, oh, they they've imported strategies from other sports like golf, like the draw partner system, where uh, you draw to see who you're going to go out with. You might end up out on the lake with a total stranger and you guys have to sign for each other's catches at the end, like signing your scorecard in golf. And you're taking responsibility for your partner's fish, all having been caught legally. So the most entertaining recent example of this 
that I could find is actually another, and it, it went on for so long that it actually also ended up in the New York Times story. But I asked this earlier, and I'm going to ask it again. Has anybody watched the second season of Hannibal? Uh, no. not recently, but yes. If you do, you remember the mural? <laughs> yes, the, the like the uh, the mural in the corn silo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember how they? Do you remember how they found out that that one guy, that the guy in the middle, had not been drowned where he was found where because the was, water was. in his lungs had different was a different water composition than the body of water where he was found this, this sounds vaguely familiar yes okay so this is uh, i'm not a hydrologist i probably should have brought a hydrologist with me to provide a cogent explanation but no two bodies of water or bodies of water have what i'm going to compare to fingerprints which is a bad example but they have uh, you know, different uh, different compositions of plant life, different compositions of soil, dissolved minerals. Uh, in this case, via this contest in Lake Powell, they relied on different amounts of radioactive isotopes because we're in Utah where there's a lot of those around. Uh, in October 2018, two different fishermen uh, at a contest in Lake Powell uh, had their fish confiscated as being suspicious it took two years of investigation uh analysis by labs the university of utah for these two guys to get caught and the utah department of natural resources ended up hitting them with fraud charges uh they third degree felony they were caught now um texas as it has a Texas has like a wide array because it's a bigger industry down there with like saltwater fishing and game fishing offshore. Texas has a wide array of uh, charges that you can be brought up on laws specific to fishing tournaments. Like at, <laughs> at, at small tournaments, you can get. I'm a at, fish attorney. At small tournaments, you can get. Hey, Judge Catfish, we we spoke him into existence, <laughs> or we just discovered him under a bank. Um, you know, you can get a at a smaller tournament. I think where prizes are less than $10,000, you can get a class A misdemeanor for cheating. Above that, you can get up to a third degree felony, which can be felony, which can be punishable by up to 10 years in prison. Uh, this, I believe, was the first time in 2020 was the first time that charges have been brought in Utah um, at this level. But they were caught because the bass that they caught were tested at a University of Utah lab. And I'm going to read directly from the New York Times uh, article here. Researchers were able to determine where the fish had originated by comparing the amount of strontium isotopes found naturally in the lakes to the strontium isotopes in an otolith, which is a part of the fish's ear, like the inner ear. Um, the otolith in a fish has a high concentration of calcium and it's sensitive to water chemistry changes. Um, so this was in 2018 in 2020 they were charged with tampering to influence a contest which is a third degree felony unlawful release of wildlife which is a class a misdemeanor and captivity of protected wildlife which is a class b misdemeanor um they had to pay fines they had to complete uh community service they were also sentenced to 24 months probation during which time they're prohibited from hunting ryan asked earlier um when we were talking about how the reason this particular story went viral is because there's a fight video is if scrapping like this is common. And my answer to this is very simple. It depends on what kind of buddies you have, because most of the time you are not, you know, it's, it's like, think about playing basketball. You know, you, you have the think about the spectrum from like park 
cul-de-sac basketball all the way up to the NBA? Where are you less likely, less likely to get caught cheating? Like the lower you go, the less likely you are to get char- caught cheating. But the more likely you are to get caught cheating by people who are your friends. Yes, yeah. this yeah. feels like cheating your friends at like a like a poker game or something. Yeah, no, Correct. this is very, so this is very personal, local, and immediate cheating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it like the punishment there depends entirely on how your friends feel about you taking their money uh, <laughs> while you're holding a knife in. <laughs> While you're holding a whole bunch of people who know how to gut things standing around how they feel about you taking their $20 in what is maybe, you know, your only, uh, in what is maybe in some seasons, your only socialization event of the week. Uh, I honestly might rather get caught by the university of Utah's, uh, fish cop science police. I, I appreciate that Utah goes to this length and this expense and this amount of time for a fishing contest where I think that looking at the article, these guys could have won tw- or did win and then didn't $2,500 mm-hmm. while the NFL uh-huh. if a touchdown is scored or not. It's just like, I don't know. Spend two minutes looking at replays of it. Don't know. Move on. Who cares? <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> but I, I, all, all of this combined. Uh, I, this is like, this is like some kind of a local thing breaking national because there's a funny video and i just i thought it was funny to watch major media outlets fall over in thrall to this fight video because they thought they had caught something like fish world shake it no no here's my thing if you're gonna fight at a fishing tournament you should have to fight in the boat yeah (laughs) like you shouldn't get to fight on land absolutely (laughs) absolutely with bill dance being like (laughs) Test your might. You ready? <laughs> I would rather right. I would rather get brought up on fraud charges by Texas Fishing Game than have Bill Dance look at me with disappointment in his eyes. Dorsal combat. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Anyway, can I hope I, I've educated some of y'all. I learned. We have I a game learn. to pl- we have a uh, game to can play. Can I can I share one story first? God fucking <sighs> damn it. Fine. One story. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Fine. It's my favorite fish cheating well, thing if it's, ever. If it's your favorite. Uh, it would be this. It'd be from 2012 in July. Matthew Andrew Clark, 29 year old man at the time, he won. He won the Ballywick Bass Club competition with a 13 pound prize bass. There's a picture of him included with the, the BBC story. Oh, this is English fish cheating. Yes, yes, because a lot of people don't know. Like you know, the 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 heart of the international fishing community it starts in England. Because uh, the English made a sport of everything, silly or not. Uh, he's seen here in a V-neck black T-shirt with the starter kit of arm sleeve tattoos, a gold chain, and uh, an extremely puckish look on his face. He's very happy to have won the Ballywick Bass Club Championship. Ahem. Let's fast forward a little bit. That is a Guy Ritchie extra. Yes. Let's fast forward a little bit to January of 2013 where he is found guilty and admitted theft and fraud uh, to the town magistrate over this competition. How did they discover that he was cheating? Well, around the same time, shortly before the competition, a prize bass had disappeared from the Lavalette Aquarium, the local aquarium in the area. When he caught this fish and presented it to the judges, a tiny little girl in the audience said, Papa, does that not look like the fish 
in the Lavalette Aquarium. She did not say. Are you re- are you quoting? Paraphrasing. Okay, this is dramatic. <laughs> yes. And Papa said, "Huh, that's interesting." This was mentioned to the judges, and it turns out Matthew Andrew Clark had stolen the thirteen pound bass from the aquarium, and then caught it. Finger quotes and claimed it as his own. And Clark's advocate said, Sam McDonald said her client regretted stealing the fish and that he was at a loss to explain why he'd done it. I don't know, man. He seems pretty happy about this. I have. He's wearing I have, a chain. I haven't seen hard to explain. I have um, one other, one other fishing story I have discovered here. This is from 2000. Yeah, this is from 2017. So Holly brought up, Holly brought up the polygraph thing. In Which 2017. Is real common. I didn't know you could just get this many polygraph machines. So in 2017, a federal judge in Maryland ruled that this dude from Naples, Florida, who had won a white marlin open tournament in Ocean City, would be disqualified and because he failed two polygraphs at the conclusion of the tournament. His prize that he forfeited as a result of this decision was $2.8 million dollars. And the capper for this to me is that the guy who then, um, the guy who then won because his, he he was second place and he got elevated for having the prize winning, uh, I think it was, he had a tuna, this dude. Uh, His, his boat's name was Hubris. Hubris won. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. That's, that's poetry. That's gorgeous. Yeah. See, my guy Matthew only did it for like 800 pounds. Yeah, I think I, that's that's the thing that confuses me most is that like most of these, I understand cheating to win $2 million. I get that. Most of these guys are cheating to win like two. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty Respect. good. With, with people they know and they're going to have to see it the QT, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing. You're the you're the fucking cheater forever. I have also found a school teacher in Gainesville, Texas, who was charged with freshwater fish tournament fraud. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> They're doing all this shit for like clout. This guy on your street. Yeah. Yeah. This guy was just a high school uh, like fishing coach. Anyway, if we're if we're trying to come away with something, I'm I'm again like this. This started as a why is this news quest because I was genuinely puzzled. But if you like what you saw this weekend, there is a rich, deep. Uh, there is a there are a lot for you to dive into, and I would encourage you to I don't know start with start with Carl Hyacin and see where you get. Oh man! Yeah. In the eighties, there were there were four dudes who went to prison for up to five years because they were bringing in fish that they purchased in florida and then pretending they were caught during competition yep fuck yeah, yeah there's nothing new there's nothing new on the planet see i would just i would get an entirely different animal and insist it was a fish that i caught that's, oh, that's good that. like you, yeah a deer yeah yep yeah <laughs> it was there it was swimming big I like dog this. Big dog, you don't even bother like shaving it or anything. So wet, so mad. I feel like I told this on a recent show, but I have actually have I told you guys about the kid I saw at the Tennessee Aquarium? Mm, no. 
I forget, that the I, con- I forget the context of this, but this was a couple of years ago and I was, I was behind the Tennessee aquarium starts at the very narrow escalator, like up into it, it funnels you through like one display at a time. There's a, you kind of can't wander around. There's a designated path. And so they, they put you on this single file escalator to get in. And there's this small plucky child in front of me heading up the escalator and um, holding, you know, floppy haired like some kind of like alien bopper headband on him holding hands and looks up at their mom and goes i want to see a cat and i'm like oh man this mom is in for a long day and you know we we kind of get separated by people over the next few exhibits and by the time we get over to the river otters i'm caught up to this family again and we're right up against the glass and the the otters are kind of squirming in a knot on the bank and one of them dives in uh right in front of the display window and the same little kid points and goes look a fish and like you know maybe this kid's just gonna be happy no matter what yeah (sighs) listen as the the only difference between that kid and darwin was darwin was first so he got to he got to name all this shit but he didn't know either that's not Mm -hmm. really how it worked but whatever i always thought jason had a good response to this like this is one of those like well that's your opinion (laughs) remember the best vacation you've ever taken make your next one even better with get your guide with get your guide you can book over a hundred thousand unforgettable experiences in the u.s and around the world want to see the grand canyon from a helicopter they got you watching a wrestling match in mexico city no problem or how about a guided tour of rome's ancient ruins wherever you're going whatever you're into Book your next travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Speaking of Jason. One man's cat is another man's fish. There are many interpretations. He has an excellent game plan for us. Let's get it. Um, so we uh, played, uh, let's see. We played about 75% of this game earlier today, and we will now pretend to play those 75% and possibly more. Are we allowed to uh, change be, any uh, of our answers? Yeah, I was going to say, can I be mad in advance now that I know my entire board is going to be, like my entire draft board is going to be eliminated by the end of the second round? I feel like we have to proceed according okay. to proceed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we That's got fine. a faithful historical reenactment. Yeah. Now yeah. we can be mad in advance that we're all stealing. It, maybe that just means that we're all very smart that we all pick the same coaches, but now we can be mad at advance that we've all taken each other's picks. Yeah. Get all your, there we go. Got it all out of the way. All right. Yeah. Um, so oh, it is, uh, it is coach firing season. Um, that Paul Christ is the latest to fall victim to being paid $8 million. So I don't have to work. God, that sucks for him. Um, 
and uh, in, in celebration of this glorious happening that occurs for all of college football season forever at all, at all times. Um, here's a game. We are going to draft the next coaches to be fired. You can play along at home by thinking oh. about a coach who will be fired. <laughs> you did it. You just did it right now. Didn't you invent a guy to love it? Get not mad at, but fired. That's right. Um, so we are going to do five rounds, each of us selecting coaches. Um, the, the first name you, uh, reader at home, you're thinking of is, of course, Auburn's Brian Harson. And guess what? You've picked him because we are all picking him with our first pick. We are all sharing joint custody of Brian Harson and his $15 million that would be inbound any day now. Can we, can we pause briefly before we resume the game? Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Why is Brian Harson not fired? <laughs> like, like, that's a great what, question. What is happening here? I think it's the Yellowwood market. Is mm. is recovering. that okay? Yeah. Lumber lovers oh, getting Auburn, hammered. Y'all broke. Because there's ah uh, boy. Even he has to kind of be wondering at this point. He, no one seems happy. Is it just so they that they that they don't want to make AJ McCarron look smart? Why would he look smart? So AJ McCarron went on Slow News Day with Kevin Clark and and said he had sources that Jump said right that said Brian Harson is basically already fired and like they're just sort of waiting for the time and the place at this I, I'm paraphrasing probably clumsily. And people got mad, including like people who know things about Auburn. People okay. were like, that's not true. That's not what is what's happened. Oh, AJ McCarron doesn't know shit. And like, that's, I, I agree that AJ McCarron probably doesn't know shit, but I think now <laughs> Auburn is in the awkward position where it's like, uh, we have to get some space between this AJ McCarron. Honestly, God, I buy that. Compl- I buy that completely I, and respect because it. given the turmoil they've had at the AD position, yes. there's going to be a whole bunch of people involved in this decision. And I can easily see, like one person who's trying to act emotionally might be over, but might be swayed by other actors. But yeah, these are multiple people who don't have like a set decision making rubric because they're not the AD. I could totally see them waiting because, like, no, we're not going to give them the oh, fucking satisfaction. You're right, and it's going to be like a fucking European Parliament where it's like, okay, well, no one faction has a majority yeah. of votes, so like, <laughs> so it's Arson, like European Arson's Parliament with less smoking and abides. more chaw. <laughs> How long yes. does it take? Uh, the, the The real question here. Oh man, is, Liz Truss and the Yellow fella fan fiction. Folks, make it happen. <laughs> Trusses are wood, right? That's yeah. true. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like in the Yellow fella guy just said, they're going. Well, I do like subs. <laughs> the sandwich, they're delicious. You killed the Queen of England, you say? I respect that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shot her right in the chest. Yeah. I too am an anti monarch. <laughs> <laughs> RIP Liz, gun down Punched in the hail in the gunfire. <laughs> Yeah, we're right off Bolded that steel cage, like a tent, uh, five feet to the friend floor. Of, friend of the program, swatted her with a two by four. What? Yeah. The program Dwight Joachim said earlier today, I was making fun of people feeling sad about the Queen of England, but then Loretta Lynn died. I'm like, no, but that's a queen who earned it. That's true. Yeah, I um, there's no really. I think the actual answer is they're trying to come up with seven and a half million dollars. They're trying to line up seven and a half mil because his buyout is something like fifteen mil. 
it's a little more if they fire him before the season's over. It's a little less if they wait until the season's so over. So they're, they're going to find seven and a half mil, give it to you, and say Spencer roulette time. We need this to become a full. <laughs> buyout. Well, they got to pay. They get right. So they then they have to do the four installments thing later on. But right. but you know they could give it to me, and I could really make this decision very rapid. Either you will fire Brian Harson for a reasonable fee. So Is the it, other theory I heard they're going to pay at, you to kidnap Brian Harson. That's correct. The other theory I heard was at the tailgate I went to at the LSU Auburn game from an Auburn fan who said they're not firing him because they want him to have to suffer through the Georgia game. I think that I, (laughs) that is what I believe most. Yeah. That totally. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Auburn does like to pick and choose from the old Testament, but when they go, they go hard. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Um, So yes. uh, Brian Harson is number one across all of our ballots we all get we have, it. Yeah. We have yeah. all drafted brian harson um I and we will go through any great. coach in fbs which could include current interims because we are, we have started this game uh unfortunately five weeks into the season which means coaches are already dropping like flies mm-hmm. um so if you believe say nebraska will double dip and uh fire yet another head coach there dumber things have happened it, who knows you're allowed to do that um we uh let's see the scoring system here if you'd like to keep score, um, the sooner the coach is fired, the more valuable they are. The next coach to be fired will be worth the most points at the end. Um, and the latest coach to be fired will be worth only one point. It'll go if 20 coaches are fired, the, then the next coach to be fired will end up being worth 20 points. And, and we're we'll taking this up to uh, we're taking this up to the the eve of kickoff of next season. Is that how long firing season extends? I think signing day. OK. I think we can, and then after sign or February signing day, after then we count those toward the following okay. season. I think compromise game one of the NBA finals. Um, Dana might get fired there. The NBA, <laughs> depending on how what other the, things are the going, the Rockets will be Houston in the finals. Have to do with the NBA finals. <laughs> no, sorry, you're right. Thank you. Thank Absolute you. thank you. Hey, thank you for calling me on that. That was wrong. Also, uh, thank you for putting the sound of Dana Holgerson singing "Round Ball Rock" in my head. Go ahead, do it. With his only, we had we had the national anthem. Go ahead, let's yeah. let's make a Dana playlist. It's a song about basketball. That's what it is. It's called "Round Ball Rock." Round Fuck ball. it. That's way Fuck too. It. Bombs bursting in there. Bombs bursting in there. I need a beer and I need one now. We said one. It's round ball rock and I need a beer. Fuck it. <laughs> wow. So, uh, in this, do any any other questions or anything? No, let's chance. The I'll second go. time doing this. Yeah. So Ryan is uh, <clears throat> Ryan is first on the board with all of us having already selected Brian Harson at the same time. Yeah. Um. I I can't change my pick, but I wouldn't change it anyway. I'm going with Jeff Scott of USF. Uh, he is currently sitting on an impressive four and twenty two record with the bulls in uh call it about a little over two seasons with the first one being covid year um the four wins are against the citadel florida a&m temple so we got we got one win over uh an fbs school in there and howard and everyone else is like yes they almost florida almost florida but not florida and immediately followed like in just perfect, like they went from that game where they almost beat Florida in Gainesville, and everybody's like, "Okay, maybe this is like a sign of progress." 
to immediately farting out a 41-3 loss. I remember at the end of the Florida game, Billy Napier is like, that's a team that's turning the corner. You'll see. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. And then it's like, oh, well, he wasn't right about that. what he had to say. Just aggressively, no. Yeah, I I don't think this can go on much longer, and I don't think, I, I don't think, yeah. Yeah, There's this one is is this one's such a good pick that I thought about giving us all joint custody of Jeff Scott in addition to Brian Harson because mm-hmm. both of those are it's yeah, a matter he's, of time. Yeah. He, he's he's super fired. I mean, if there were more of us, he would be a high to mid first round pick. No, it's only it's only due to the number of our small group here that he fell to the second round. Yes, that's true. Um, I just assume that in a group of twenty, the first five people would pick Brian Harson regardless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I there, could be, there could be 20 shares of Brian Harson. That's true. That's Thetans, I think that's how Thetans, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Holly, you're up next. Um, we're having a pretty good time, and I'm not Betty. God damn it. Uh, I this is mainly for off field reasons, but it's not like we're short on on field reasons. Uh, I really don't know. This is one of those ones where you try not to get too caught up emotionally in the responses uh, of an institution that does not and will not ever value you as a person. But if Brady Hoke makes it out of this season and, and ever gets a job at this level again, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here, man. Like he, it, it's kind of funny watching watching the Eraser story unfold. And uh, erase it at all, excuse me. And the memories that float to the surface of, of stories that came and went, like though I don't know, the Shane Morris concussion incident. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who, anyway. who was the who was the punter um, at Michigan? Who also Brady Hoke was like he won't be playing, but for totally okay reasons. Then it turned out he was also under investigation for sexual yeah, assault. He, he did. So, yeah. Brendan Gibbons. Yes, Brady Hook was kind of made to be an interim SEC coach uh, when you when you think about it. And I don't mean that as a compliment. At any rate, they're currently at the bottom of the Mountain West after uh, some surging play last year. And I'm pretty content to let them stay there because I don't want to hear about him again for a very long time. This is an emotional pick, but also I'm right. He fucking sucks. Yeah, like uh, off the field, there's a lot, and on the field, they score four points a game. So mm-hmm. this is, I, I think, this also is possibly a strong pick because it may be one of those where it's like, oh, we're firing everybody. We're firing like 15 people at the well, university. Well, yeah, he already Brady fired Hoke his is OC. One of yes. Uh, sorry, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'll probably fix everything. They're probably fine now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spencer, who you got? As if I don't already know. <laughs> Uh, with my pick, I will select Scott Satterfield, Ooh. which if there is a mercy killing anywhere in here, this is the one. Um, <laughs> he might be the happiest one to go, given how ardently he has tried to find other jobs over the leave, past couple years. Yeah. To leave a guy who has actively attempted to leave this job for multiple years in a row. No one's happy. Everyone hates it. His record is declining steadily. Louisville in 2022 now standing at 0-3 in the ACC and not looking like it's going to pick up a whole lot down the road. Stop hiring coaches from the new Boise, a.k.a. Appalachian State. It's the place, not the person. 
You're just grabbing a bunch of Dan Hawkins and dirt cutters. What? <laughs> What's listen? I like that. Dan Hawkins. What? Um, I had a reason for that. But. Here are the next. Here are the next three Louisville games at Virginia, hosting Pitt, hosting Wake Forest. Which one is it going to be? If you have to pick one to be after the, like, Virginia, because then there's the bye. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, if it's not that, then you're going to lose to JMU. So. God. To be clear, I like Dan Hawkins because I showed up with my hand in a cast at a game and he was doing CBS radio and I had been chasing my dog and slammed my hand in a swinging door and broken it. And I told him I was at a bar fight and he believed me. So <laughs> I like I like Dan Hawkins because when you're at uh, Elite 11 high school quarterback camp, um, he was going around, he was a counselor or whatever and he was going around and he he said something. He was trying to get the kids fired up. and He's like, that's pretty turnt, huh? That's pretty <laughs> lit. God. And wow. now he's a successful FCS coach. He's still got it. Was he? Was he Irvine? Um, UC. Uh, uh, fuck. D- Davis. He's at one of the fancy little schools. Yeah, Davis. Yeah, yeah Davis. 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 And and perfectly happy, like Dan Hawkins. Honestly, that given the lifestyle and the level of scrutiny, that level of California State School seems like the dream job. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a bad gig. But yeah, Scott Satterfield. He's he's done. Yeah. yeah, the the one argument people have made in, in favor of Satterfield is the like 19th ranked recruiting class. And do uh-huh. you think you're going to hang on to that when they're four and eight? Here's the, so. This is kind of rhetorical and kind of not. Are these Louisville fans making arguments in favor of Scott Satterfield? I don't because think so. they can't be like that's this is uh, this is rhetorical in, in this group, but it's really not. Who is making arguments in favor of Scott Satterfield? Because if you're if you're outside uh, if you're outside, why are you caping for this man? If you're inside, are you really happy with this guy who so clearly doesn't? Want I, ha- to be I there? haven't seen like passionate, fervent defenses. It's more okay. just like, oh, do you want to risk the recruiting? Yeah, I, I think it's more. I think it's more yeah, about like a, there's a lot of devil's advocates. It's kind of arguing like, how on fire is this building? Some people okay. are like, it's burning to the ground. Other people are like, just let it burn through the dining room. Yeah, It'll yeah. Be fine. I, I have not yeah. seen anyone like screaming. Scott Satterfield needs more time yeah. to implement it. No, yeah. yeah um, no. <laughs> Although he he might. Man, how unhappy would he be <laughs> if he like mounted? We should just mount a Scott Satterfield needs more time campaign just to make it miserable. God, says, I do thirty-eight Godfrey. If you want to, I do not this. in fact need more time at this institution. <laughs> Please, I've, God, had, I've had enough time to implement yeah, my yeah, system. This is, this is got, my folks. system. It is what it is. Yeah, love it or hate it. Uh, more time will not improve this system whatsoever. Uh, I am delighted to get the uh, number three on my board after Harson and Jeff Scott. I am grabbing Jake Spavital of Texas State, who is oh. a resounding 11 and 30 in year four. Um, this is a good pick because if you had asked me, I would have said, oh, they already fired him. I'm pretty sure they right. <laughs> On pace for about three and nine this year. And like before the bye, you got App State at Troy and a like improved Southern Miss. Like three L's and you're out of here for the buy. I think yeah. recruiting is like mid FCS bad. It's 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 nothing. It's nothing. So yeah, I mean, go, go be an OC somewhere. Uh, you know, yeah, put up I, some points that'll be fun. Yeah, I loved. I I hate that this didn't work out. I love watching his offenses play, but man, that is a tough spot. Um and serpent style round serpentine. Three. I will start us off with Neil Brown of West Virginia. Uh, I don't also want to in, talk about it. Also in year four, uh, I don't yet want to have talk about it. yet to have a winning season outside oh. of the um, uh, 
COVID year and like uh, two and three right now. And every single game the rest of the way is quite losable. Yeah, we, um, Jason, you said the first time we recorded this episode, we probably watched this coffin being nailed shut in week one. And which is very West Virginia when you think about it. Yeah, I'm in here. We brought him back alive in a box. <laughs> yeah. Good, stay there. Yeah. I ain't going out without a fight. You're going to hear some tussling and some rustling in here. <laughs> that was just you in there. So knock yeah. yourself out. I hate this guy. Literally. Uh-huh. <laughs> this some bitch locked in here with me. <laughs> it's me, it turns out. Uh, My phone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got a charger? <laughs> nope. Oh, Spencer. Uh, Spencer, you're up next. <laughs> Uh, I am going to go ahead and with third selection in my draft, take Will Healy at Charlotte. There goes the entirety of my draft board. Okay. Yeah. Tough gig. Tough spot. Uh, not a lot going on, man. Will Healy uh, is, is pretty much exactly. He missed that Vandy window Yep. to take that gig and is now going to have to reboot. After a bad year four, where they started one and five, they're zero and two. That's coming off a five and seven year. Didn't really show much improvement overall. Remember, when you're in CUSA, it's not so much about those out of conference games winning those. It's about actually showing up in conference, and that's just been going downhill since 2019. So, if you peak at seven and six, man, it's it's not good. So yeah, we'll heal. Yeah. This is a difficult job, and he has succeeded in those before. And I, there could be another window later on. He's still only twenty-three years old, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's yeah. maybe twenty-two. Yeah. It's a big big loss for Gen Z, but we will see him again. <laughs> That's our first ever firing on TikTok. Very sad. Molly, <laughs> um, here next. So, uh, with the loss of Satterfield, Spav, Neil Brown, and Will Healy. Everybody that I had on my short list for this board is now gone, which I am going to take this opportunity to move us into the implausible but hilarious portion of the draft board and select uh, for round three, Pat Fitzgerald. I love it. <sighs> Submitted for your approval. Manifesting. I, <clears throat> I currently atop the Big Ten West, which will only make it funnier. What would what would it take at this point? What a, what a, can I interest it you in a one eleven take... one and eleven record with loss to FCS team? <laughs> and he's only had one non terrible year in the last four. Um, we one of the things that we brought up uh, several times during our I'm just going to call the last time we recorded this episode our pregame our pre show prep meeting <laughs> was uh, coaches. Uh, having coaches and administrators in the Big Ten staring down the spectrum of having to play teams in the new Big Ten and deciding to start rebuilding their programs before they have to get to that season where they're playing USC and UCLA all the time. Yeah, like like it's the Paul Christ Wisconsin thinking where like you got you, you know you 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 got nice and plump for years on not having to have players and playing these bullshit teams who also didn't have any players and oh no now there aren't divisions and you have to play USC and Ohio State all the time you need you need players so you should get rid of guys who don't get players mm. football I mean also they lost to Miami Ohio at home and Southern Illinois. But they've done this they've year. done shit like that before. <laughs> that's, Listen, that's, but, there, but, there are so, so few stack, things you can point to where it's like this would be a new to, thing. Yeah, right. But right. stack that next to what's coming in, I, right? Like you, do you want to start rebuilding your program 
after they face plan against the expanded Big Ten, or do you want to get ahead of it? See, I, like what it's Northwestern, Northwestern wants, so that's a real question. All Northwestern wants out of football is like to dick around and accidentally make the Big Ten title game every five years. Is Northwestern and the Power like, Five, Middle Tennessee State? But no, like, all, all they want is are to they play on the Ohio same State line only in Indianapolis. <laughs> that's going away. They also have a new stadium. That's coming up. That's the way. No, that's that is highly theoretical. That is highly theoretical because because I was talking to some. (laughs) They're currently uh, one slot ahead of Michigan in twenty four seven recruiting rankings for twenty twenty two. I was very proud of myself for remembering that Northwestern was possibly getting a new stadium. You're nine levels above me with like I have intel. I haven't heard about this at all. It's not. This is not intel. The city of Evanston has to approve it, and the city of Evanston. Oh, so it's not happening. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not happening. Never mind. Fuck you, that looks fun. No, absolutely not. Right on. Play in your yeah. garbage pit. <laughs> They'll probably just put it in Chicago. <laughs> no, but uh, Western Michigan is Chicago's college football team. That's true. That's true. true. We've, we've established this. I think Pat's, Pat Fitzgerald is a uh, very fun and exciting pick. Um, let's, folks, let's see if Ryan <laughs> um, will uh, bring us back down to something a little more sedate and serene. Yeah, I took Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can you put in a sound of like just firing a bunch of pistols for Yosemite Sam style? I know. I know what the buyout is. I know what the recruiting <laughs> classes look like. I oh, don't Ryan, care. you act like you're trying to hit. You have to convince us, buddy. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> yeah. It's it. It feels. It feels promising because here's my thing. And he can go on a ro- that road trip with Tom Brady. Right now, somebody with money at Texas A&M is saying, wait a second, Wisconsin wasn't putting up with this. <laughs> and we're much richer than Wisconsin, so what the fuck are we doing over now, here? Now, what if that you know, somebody only- is MBS? Right. What if I- that somebody is an actual Gulf state, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think all we need to do is to get like, Someone at Texas at UT to say to the president, whoever at AM, head booster at AM, you gonna let Wisconsin fire their coach without you getting in on this? That's right. What, what, that's right. Somebody maybe brought, maybe you can't afford it, I guess. That's right. Somebody and he's brought, got terrible infosec letting all these yell leader videos get posted on the internet, too. <laughs> that brought, might carry more weight than we our think. most someone advanced jokes up. from 1931. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're talking over you now. This is just how it's going to be. Yeah. Go. Someone brought this up to me and said, Man, are they really going to pay? Like, would they really pay a $95 million buyout? And I said, they, you, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. The only thing flossier and more rich guy than hiring somebody is and guaranteeing like 95 million is flushing it and doing it again. Here's what you do. You fire him. You, you declare bankruptcy for the athletic department. <laughs> hire him again. You reorganize the athletic department under a shell LLC. He mm-hmm. can't touch your money. You fuck and by over. shell, we mean under shell oil royal touch. Yes. Or <laughs> you fire him. You pay it all out. And then you give... A two hundred million dollar guaranteed deal to Dabo. It's gonna be Irvin. Yeah. Oh, I just got. I, sorry, that went dark. Let's go on. Boy, my eyes God, just turned God, black. I, I can't imagine Irvin Meyer having to pretend to care about the fucking dog. <laughs> yes, this is this oh, is God. this is Miss Rev, an animal about whom I feel very positively. <laughs> <laughs> Gig them. 
kick them. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Um, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm imagining him like turning an ankle trying to walk in ostrich boots. <laughs> they told me I have to be awake at midnight. Fortunately, I already was. Just not yeah. at the uh, stadium. Oh, why. You yeah. Know I mean. Uh, yeah, with, just 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 Urban Meyer listening to him cut all those Norm Macdonald jokes that they do it at, <laughs> at midnight. You know? That's what I want, right? Like, their boys are really so skinny they look like storks. This team is for the birds, eh? For, hey, the, for the first time ever, Urban Meyer laughs. <laughs> what does it sound like? It sounds like the crust of the earth cracking. It's open. like when Robocop laughs. Hop, hop, hop. Yeah, I'm yeah. Him way too much it sounds like a broken door hinge. Um, <laughs> Ryan, quick, get us out of the tailspin. My, my next pick from uh, an equally rich Petro State, mm-hmm. Tom Allen at Indiana. I think yeah. I think time's ticking for our buddy Tom because uh, you can't. There were there were many many years where you could lose to Nebraska and that wouldn't necessarily fuck up your job security. But twenty twenty two ain't one of them, friend. Yeah, sorry. We need a stronger state apparatus to plop uh, to prop up our beloved industry of home field apparel. Yeah, yeah. remember Ellie. Remember Tom Allen and Elio stands for lose to everyone. Yeah, they're gonna fire. <laughs> wow. Jesus, they uh dude. four and eight would be a good finish. It'd be a great finish, yeah. At this point, yeah. looking at this schedule, um, th- also they're last in the Big Ten recruiting mm. with uh USC joining soon. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking terrible idea. Oh, yeah. I'll take Tom Allen. Thanks. Goodbye, Tom. Um, let's That's see. Me. Let's see. Let's see if we have any more big payments to to distribute. Speaking uh-huh. of large, payments. yeah. Uh, Okay, this feels like recency bias, but given this is recency bias. (laughs) Okay, Uh, okay, this feels like recency bias, but they're sixth in the Big Ten East. They have Ohio State at Michigan and at Penn State left on their schedule. How do you think Michigan State's going to get through this? No, you're Uh, right. Like, like the recency is tanking. The recency (laughs) bias here. The recency bias here is that last year. Last year was, you know, like, please insert Kenneth Walker disc to continue installing Michigan State football. And now it's not. We lost it. Mom, we lost Kenneth Walker disc. I I don't him that. uh, So many coaches have made money off shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, like every coach extension that like like, Jimbo before he even got here. Like Matt Brown, he's a great hire at UNC. Or did he just have some guys? And yeah. they're gone. Yeah. The, like, Chis- the Chiswick widget. Yeah. Jimbo's so, another great example. Yeah. Here, let's let's play a quick game from here. Let's let's do a quick uh uh win or loss up down for the back half of Michigan State schedule. Okay. Uh, October eighth at home against Ohio State. Massive loss. <laughs> oh, man. Massive. Oh, okay. Man. So that's two and four. At home versus Wisconsin, October fifteenth. Um uh, I will say ugly win. Let's be charitable. Uh, uh, Three and five. Sure. I'll yeah. say a loss, but all right. Not. I'll, it's not a game that anyone will feel good about. No. Okay. Yeah. Um. October 29th at Michigan. L. L. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's yeah. Six losses. Here's the fun one at Illinois. Loss. November 5th. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Six losses. Uh. Home versus Rutgers. Home. So I'm going W here. I don't know. I'll be Which nice. Is, again, weird. W. The fact that we have to think about it is weird. Yeah, I'll be nice. Um, here, here's maybe the most winnable game left on their schedule. They get Indiana at home on the 19th. 
Uh, and then they close out the regular season going to Penn State. Loss. Either loss or a very weird man. <laughs> okay. That was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say, now that I win, heard him say actually, it out yeah. loud, that might, okay. If Mel Tucker saves his job beating Penn State on the road, Mel I think Tucker's it's, not going to lose his job. Yeah. I, I know. I, I think it's He's more like not. Penn State is uh, somehow 11 and 0. <laughs> There's going to be no living with James Franklin. Mel Tucker's going to come out in shorts against Michigan and win. I really, I appreciate that teams like Kentucky have been going undefeated because it obscures the fact that we have yet another promising early season run for Penn state. That's going to do something squirrely. Yeah. Or worse, isn't going to do something. Mind you, by the way, they're paying all that money for a dude who's recruiting at Cincinnati levels. Mm -hmm. I know he does well in the portal and has done well in the portal, but God damn, you got to do better than that. Speaking of, you got to do better than that. Speaking of doing things. (laughs) Yeah. Building things brick by brick. This is the worst pick. This This is the worst pick. This is the worst pick. I like it. I like it. it. It's a. Uh, th- that they'd fire Butch Jones because it's a um, vibes pick. My argument, it is a vibes pick because in my mind, there are two words to describe Butch Jones the minute he walks in the door, and that is mad fireable. (laughs) <laughs> okay but i'm gonna, I'm gonna I, he can, walk in with- can i return fire with two words for whom it's arkansas state are they not happy as an institution if only they they save money not changing the nameplates they finally got a guy who can't leave for a bigger job immediately oh i think they're fine with I that think- as long as they don't suck like, do they they want do they as an institution do they want to keep being the cradle of coaches and turning over uh, you know, turning over their coach to a bigger school every year, or I, do they want to like at least not have to buy a new desk because Butch ate his? I mean, on an actual like real, real deal level. No, I I'm think, really asking. I think they think of themselves more as an institution that's successful, no matter who the coach is or not. Okay. And and if anything, they would probably view a coach like Butch Jones as a restrictor played on their potential performance. Yeah. Then why did they hire him? Then why did they hire him? They hired him in the first place. Yeah. They, they he hired him to prove they can win He didn't with come with the house. Oh, wait, Jason, I think Jason might be onto something. So they might have been think, like, this is them turning it up to dynasty mode and seeing sure. what happens. What yeah. I think here is like, they're actually, you know, he's improved some things. Like they're, you know, they're better this year than they were last year. But I think where Spencer's going with this is like, this guy's a dork and he's a pain to be around. So fire mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Right, he's mad fireable. Like Tennessee, every single year would be like, "God, we got this guy's coming back." Fuck, we got to do it again. <laughs> yeah, this is a vibes thing. If he's like, if he's only mediocre, they'll say we were much better trading out coaches every one or two years. That's the yeah. thing that's in their head. Additionally, there is one ghost in the machine here that I have to highlight, which is that the word Arkansas is in their name. You're like, oh, they'll make rational decisions. <laughs> sure. Sure. Oh, so yes, I'm. I'm and now I will say, not the strongest pick, but my board's empty of the strongest picks. We're into fanfic. <laughs> no, you're right. at that's, this point. You're, that's fair. I just, I, I want it on record. Sure. I, I think Pat Fitzgerald is somehow more fireable. I am going to call you. That's I am fine. going to hoot and holler. How is Please that note. different? If, if they fire him literally tomorrow. October fifth, two thousand twenty-two. I will get your, I will get your name tattooed on my body. Okay. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Oh God. I'm gonna call. This I'm gonna call Butch. I'm gonna call Butch right after. Butch. We, 
Which will, I need you to tweet this racist shit. We, we will find <laughs> we will find exactly how many Arkansas State boosters listen to this program. <laughs> mm. What when does Deer you know what they'll start? you know what they'll DM me and be like, dude, he's such a fucking dork. <laughs> I'm not saying anybody <laughs> likes him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, open, sorry. Uh, bow hunting season opened on September 22nd. Oh, yeah, Nobody is done. listening to this. So they're sitting in the game. sitting in the trees with nothing to do other than no. Great our show. point. Yeah, stand corrected. Um, so let's uh, let's stay in the Ozarks. Uh, here's a coach who um, a few days ago for a couple hours looked like, gosh, you better give this guy an extension. But uh, let's let's zoom back just a little bit at uh, the Eli Drinkwitz administration at Mizzou. 13 and 15 overall, two and three on the year. Yes, they are also much better. A, a, a extremely impressive three and two, um, albeit with a uh, non-competitive loss to Kansas State. Their SEC record over three years started 500 last year, three and five. This year, if they beat Vandy, they they can get to one and seven. Maybe they could be better than that. Maybe two and six. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of wins on the rest of the schedule, other than New Mexico State. Uh, and recruiting is um, there's there's none of it. It's, no, oh, it's, it's let, let's, let's let's review how bad Eli Drinkwitz's recruiting is. Last uh, in the, the SEC for one thing. Last in the SEC, Vanderbilt is above them. These are other teams that are currently out recruiting them by wide margins boston college has oh, a better God. class than mizzou 2023 arizona has a better class by a full 10 spots over them colorado that just fired their i think actually dead coach i think they weakened the bernie's <laughs> most of the season with carl durrell um addition uh northwestern northwestern has a better recruiting class as we've already discussed but that's not the worst iowa state uh purdue Minnesota, Mississippi State. I don't even know if Mike Leach recruits uh, and Rutgers all have better. Nebraska that just fired their coach has a better recruiting class than Mizzou. It's not good on any front. And I don't think there are many excuses. Yeah. Um, Oh, I also have the next pick. Uh, So Boise State has Ooh, not boy. had a losing season since 1997. And and this is where I'm getting into my flyers um, because what happens if they do? Um, they're three and two, and I think you can get to six or seven wins. Okay. But what if you don't? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how much they're going to put up with that because that is, that is very much not the standard there. Um, you still get to play Colorado State. That's nice. So they're going to play Utah State. That's pretty nice. Fresno uh, apparently sucks this year. So I think there's six wins, but maybe this not. is another instance where I think institutionally they might believe that it's the place, not the coach. And if you look at them pre Chris Peterson, um, I don't know about that. Brian Harson, go on home. Mama's calling. Yeah. And the current offensive coordinator there is Dirk Cutter, which is to me. There's your interim. There's your interim. Get up, bang. The gang's back together. I said Boise so many times. Former Boise State head football coach, Dirk Cutter. They should should form Potato Voltron and have Dan Hawkins back. Yeah. Dirk Cutter, Houston Nut in an emeritus thing, right? Get them all together to form some sort of Boise singularity. Bring out Chris... Bring out Chris Peterson for the bowl game as interim, right? Sorry, I said I I cited Dan Hawkins or I started Chris Peterson as the start of the Boise on Fire era, and that was Dan Hawkins erasure. Uh, I apologize for that. 
we have now entered a very exciting part of our game, folks. Um, <laughs> we have now arrived at a pick where we do not know what is coming because we did not get this bar before. This is and, where the podcast died last time. <laughs> no, no one knows. This is the farthest this episode. Servers butthole has, titans. Who and and who from will here take, on out? It's all house money, folks. And who will take the step out onto the tree branch to see if it will fall? Who our do bravest, we send? Our bravest, in the red uniform. Boy. Beaming down to the planet, the right? Airlock. Who Wait, is, is going me? to test? I'm not your biggest no. boy. No, no, I am. No. I am the I one. It was my turn. <laughs> am, Why are you saying all this stuff? I am the. <laughs> I am the dim private who will run point here. God gives his toughest battles to his dimmest privates. Yeah. Why don't you see what's around that corner, son? Leroy sure. Jenkins. I know no dimmer privates than yours. Let's go. Yes. Oh boy. I will. Uh, I will with this pick take. I saw the that, biggest, <laughs> the biggest flyer of all. Go big or go home. We are purely fanfic speculating you now. You can't jump me because you already know what my pick is. I already told you what this pick was. Oh no, I didn't listen. Brett Venable. Oh fuck, I forgot. <laughs> Brett that. Venable. Wow. It's just not now, working. It's just now, not working out. That's that's the scenario in oh, which no. in which they fire Brent Venables after one year. If we look at it, and Oklahoma is so allergic to any form of struggle whatsoever on a grand level that they say, "Hey, look, we gave we gave Blake too much time. We gave Schnellenberger too much time. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we can't have Texas get any ideas that they might get better." I know that's a funny sentence of Steve Sarkeesian's your coach, but still entertain me here. And we're going into the SEC. We're going into the SEC with a dude who will only win five games in a year. Five. I think the the standard is a national title by year two. Right. On Barry Switzer and Bob Stoops. Right. That's like, I think we haven't seen butt-ass crazy Oklahoma in a very long time. But their leash, historically speaking, has been super short. In a pre-internet era, in a pre-big money era, their leash was super short. It's only gotten shorter around the entire college football world. And in in Oklahoma, I could see them pulling. They could pull it real fast. That trap door (laughs) could open real quick. So, yes, do I think he's going to be fired this year? No. But if I had to take on a flyer on a sudden out of left field firing that has a grain of truth to it, this might be it. If three you, and three abort. If, if you, if I'm, you see, dude, I'm serious. If they lose Red River to an unranked Texas, the, possible. First, Ryan, what did you say? This was the first unranked Red River since when? It, it's I I forgot who who looked it up, but it's it's been a long fucking time since neither team was ranked in this game, especially since it happens like relatively early in the season and we haven't had a chance for Texas to fall out usually, except this year they did think. Uh, good job. Um, <clears throat> if they follow that up with a home loss to Kansas, which mm-hmm. this year is, you know, something else. And then if they go on the road and they lose to an Iowa state team that has looked like pr- not, not completely punchless, but not, not as interesting as Iowa state teams of years past, I, uh, that would be a five game losing streak. For a team that, like, when is the last time Oklahoma even lost five games in a season? Keep going, by the way. Somebody's going to look up the last time. I don't. I don't think games. you have to go that far because no, you don't. But keep going because Oklahoma, if you want to go ahead and hit rock bottom and keep digging, we yeah. could tunnel all the way straight to hell because the last month of the season is Baylor and Norman 
at West Virginia. That's probably a win. Yeah. And then the last two, <laughs> the last two, Oklahoma State in Bedlam with what is, I think at this point, a clearly better Oklahoma State mm-hmm. team and a mean ass Texas Tech team in Lubbock. Sure. Yeah. yeah. This this is not a Bedlam is fake year for me. No. Like this is this is entirely premature. But you have to go back to 1998 to find the last year that um, Oklahoma didn't make a bowl game. Yeah. Doesn't mean it won't, like, like I said, doesn't mean it, they, they're three and two. They're not like in, in full blaring alert mode, but like there is a path to this where it can get so bad that, yeah, that, that maybe is on the table that they look and they say, this was a terrible fucking plan. Yeah. Additionally, when you have these words, when I heard this is Blake bad, when you saw TCU hanging more points on them through negligence, like not through your guys being better or worse, but through absolute negligence. Yeah. And the, 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 like the tease of their first couple games, I, uh, it, 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 it almost hurt the feelings a little bit seeing OU fans like, Oh, we're good at defense. Now we hired a defense guy that shit against TCU. Yeah. I don't know if Mike Stoops ever had a game that bad. I also don't know. I also don't know. It was, it was a fucking track meet. I don't know that Brent Venables can like win the room well enough to like guide you through this. You know, like I I charm of Brent. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's dicey. That's an issue. Yeah. And we're also ultimately talking about. <laughs> Sorry. With no, I was about to make a really stupid point. Uh, with you know, with Bob, uh, with 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 Lincoln and and Bob and all the and Barry and all the continuity that this uh, Oklahoma is one of these uh, is one of a very few programs where you know it's it's kind of it can be kind of smooth as an entity from the outside because they've had such continuity in head coaches. But when an institution gets, you know, gets that big, the smallest thing it's, it, we're talking about like small thermal exhaust port death star moment. There's no real, we, we don't really have anything to go on. Like I'm saying this might be more plausible than we thought at first sight, because there's no real way to predict how an institution this big is going to react because we have no data set. Like, right. do, you, do you remember the story that circulated like two years ago about uh, the time CERN had to suspend operations for like a week because a bird dropped a baguette into <laughs> uh-huh. an air vent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this that's is European. That. This is that. Mm-hmm. Also, right. You never know what's going to fuck you up and how when you're this big because you have, like, if, you know, it, it, if Tennessee fires Josh Heupel this year, whatever, I, it, not whatever, but you know, it, we know how everybody's going to react, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty easy to predict when you're on a four to five year cycle of coaches, like a lot of schools are, how the institution's going to react. We don't have a data set for Oklahoma. We don't. Yeah. We don't know what to do with All this. Like, we've and neither seen... do they. No, they don't. That's and that's like dangerous. that's that's like we that's... can't. As much as we can't predict what they're going to do, they themselves don't know how to react to this because they've not been in this situation. That's dangerous as hell. Yeah, watch, seen, watch them win like six straight games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that we've yeah, this yeah. could be nothing. But I mean, like, I, I think that's a good point, Holly. Like, we've seen even Ohio State have wacky moments. Mm-hmm. Everyone but Ohio, o- o- but Oklahoma, <laughs> has yeah. gone through bullshit like this. Um, I also think um, 
something else that I forgot. It was a great point. Oregon is the other team that reminded me. Well, of this. I was going to say, yeah, like for a of, long time, like the end of Lloyd Carr's tenure at Michigan. Sure, yeah. we, we saw a series of wacky moments uh, descend for Michigan. Yeah, Oregon's a good one. There's also Holly, this. You're not Every picking time... Josh Heupel, are you? What? No. No, no, no. Okay. But I want to. I want to pick up Heupel for a second because. No, in the I'm event, doing something much meaner. Okay. In the event that you do manage to have some sort of like moment, no, I was just of, using that as an example because we had turnover so fast. So a moment right. of brand panic where everybody says, "Oh my God, what have we done? We have no idea how to cope oh, with your rebuild." Okay. Yeah. Then typically, what you need for that narrative to take hold is, I know who could fix a shining. It. Yes, the alternative. I know who could fix yes. this. Mm. And there yes. are multiple examples. Ten, if ten win Tennessee, candidates, yeah. right? If right. T- if Tennessee has a crazy year this year, and there or, were there were rumbles of this last year, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, if Heupel's not that guy, then who is experienced in the Big Twelve in that area, Mike resurrecting Gundy. a dead program? Charlie Strong. <laughs> That's right, Mike Gundy. That's exactly. <laughs> is it, is are the next like four weeks just going to be? Um, oh, we do Dave team. Roll. This is uh, let's Matt remember roll? some guys. Big Twelve edition. Matt Campbell, baby, baby. Dude, Matt Rule would not be the worst. No, idea. that would not be a bad hire at all. Right? Yeah, fans agree. As, but, as, but like, listen, at least we know he's going to dress weird. Go get Matt Campbell, man. And that'll give us. Matt, why would you. Why would Matt Campbell leave the Iowa State job to take the Oklahoma job? Because it's the Oklahoma job, and he's at no, the Iowa State no, job. You're talking no. like an SEC honk. An SEC no. honk. No, do you Matt, like making more money and I, having? I just players? don't. I just making don't more money, think... better players, and one of the winningest programs in college football history, as this opposed is, to Ames. Thank you. As opposed to Ames, where they're going to fire him for raising the expectations that he created. I don't know if that's true, and no, also just like I just no don't get the sense that Matt Campbell wants the Oklahoma job. Well, it's not open. Well, I want on. the Oklahoma job. Okay. Everyone wants right. the Oklahoma job. All right. This we is we have we've we gone. It? I like that of all the schools that we've talked about here, this is the one where we've gone the furthest down the well, what will they do after they fire? <laughs> this is well, how good on, an idea. What happens after Oklahoma <laughs> fires Matt Roll? Well, that's gonna be in the yeah, that's gonna be in the show notes. Yeah. Well so we'll be listen, we'll have so we'll have the SEO Jimmy Johnson. We won't make you wear shoes. That's when you hire Tim Tebow. Coach Tim Tebow. Oh, you know who's really Don't got it made going that. forward is Oklahoma State in the Big 12. That's yeah. right. They might just fucking own that league. Like and good for them. It'll after. be them and it'll be them and Baylor. I mean, like Baylor and TCU and the yeah. and the others will probably jump up and down a little yeah. bit, but like OSU it'll really probably, good run You know what's fucked? It'll probably be a really fun league to watch. It'll yeah, be, it's dude, gonna be it's, awesome. It's, it's like, gonna be like, incredible. I remember like, um I broke down the numbers last year. Like as soon as it happened, it was like, okay, you take out the two heavyweights, one of them is heavy, no actual punching, but like they're both heavy. Um, and like you add in these teams that are like actual peers, actual competitive yes. peers, um, UCF, like if UCF recruiting ever, you know, takes off at a power conference level, they might dominate. Like they're, they're like, you could have a different team win it every year. I, I yeah. just think OSU is, you can get, you can get those years where it's like, oh shit, BYU's nothing but eighth year seniors this year. Fuck. They're really oh, yeah. good. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, realized the other day, not only do they have guys who, Graduated high school during the Obama administration, BYU. <laughs> Those guys are juniors. <laughs> I 
really love the notion of Mike Gundy as the guy who, after everyone gets raptured, is like, I love this street now. I've I'm got mayor of this houses. town. <laughs> yeah, mayor of this town. Look, I got all their stuff. Um, two, more basically, basically two more picks. Basically, Woody Harrelson in Zombie Land. <laughs> yeah, no, he, that, that's oh, tell still me that water. isn't OPC. Isn't there someone in that movie named Stillwater? Right. Yeah. yeah, probably. Let's go with that. Oh, Matt Damon can coach Oklahoma. There you go. That's Holly's crazy. Holly's up next. Um, hey, let's 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 not go too far. Let's keep this in the neighborhood. Uh, I am picking Steve Sarkeesian for Good. the sole reason, pretty much, that I wanted to say. The following phrase, Texas is three and two and still has to play both Kansas schools. You don't want that. But for real, though, their remaining schedule also includes at Oklahoma State, at Kansas State, uh, their last four of their last five games in a row. And that's not even including whatever Baylor turns into uh, after Red River and Iowa State. Uh, they, which are both, you know, home, home and home ish. They have at Oklahoma state at Kansas state TCU at home at regular Kansas. Yikes. Do you realize how many times on this episode we have gone through like just the regular big 12 schedule? Like, Oh God, this is yes. hard. Like shout out to the big 12. Man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, y- y'all came up. Congratulations. You're making, you're finally interesting. So now, I need, disintegrate. I need this. I need this to not happen for one reason. I can't. Oh, I don't deal. think it. W- I don't think it will happen. I'm just like, oh man, this no, is gonna but, be. But no, messy. Nor- normally, I would be fine with it, but I cannot deal with like however many months of like, what will Arch do now? Like, no, oh, I don't. God, I, I don't want. I don't that. want that. I do I'm not really want confused that. that that happened in the first place. Uh, I just but. need to like. I'm good for Arch wherever he ends up. If it's Texas, as it's planned, be if it's Cincinnati. Yeah. Fine. But I just like oh I'm so I'm already so tired of it. I think I think it's Navy. Great. <laughs> um Spencer had to go outside with the extremely hollering dog. Um, now that we've fired all of Red River. Uh Ryan, you have the final pick. Take so time, boy. So I'm I'm a little torn because there's a coach here who I think should be the pick. And that coach I I would argue is, Dave, uh, is David Shaw because Stanford has not been good for years, really, for like a full four of them. Yeah, like actively, actively, not just bad, but like kind of increasingly shambling. They have lost their last three games all by uh, all all giving up at least forty points in them. They are not super competitive. At this point, most of the time, you get to halftime of a Stanford game, at least against uh, an FBS opponent, and you're like, "Yeah, this ship's over." They still have to play a very good, or or at least a very like tricky Oregon State team. They have to play a Notre Dame team on the road that is maybe a little better than this record, but not terrible. Arizona State is a mess. They have to go to UCLA. They have to go to Utah. They have to play a Wazoo team that has been good at points this year. They got to play BYU. They have Cal on the road. Like there is the path to bowl eligibility is, I don't know how Mm -hmm. you draw it. And like the days of Stanford is flirting with double digit wins uh, contending for a spot in the conference championship, recruiting well, all of that shit is gone. 
like the case for David Shaw continuing to be the guy at Stanford is incredibly thin. But the counterpoint is like, I don't know that there's enough like care. I, I don't know if there are enough people who care about Stanford being kind of bad mm-hmm. to get rid of this guy who a has had some success there. He, it wasn't like beyond just sort of like he took what Harbaugh did and, and ran with it. Like he had some success of his own and is also like incredibly inoffensive and like is never going to give, he's always going to represent the program. Well, at least in, a, in an interview or whatever, like they they never have to worry about, oh, geez, he's out of pocket. He has also like shown them at least some degree of loyalty by not by not leaving. So I'm going to go instead in a completely different direction. <laughs> and I'm going to pick Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> and because, we're back home because oh, strong like strong. i know they i know they just won an ACC <laughs> title but like way to pick this after we get back from pit but they just lost to georgia tech they just lost to interim georgia tech and pat narduzzi hated the team that won the acc correct. hated it uh, absolutely correct. hated it yeah. correct took active verifiable steps to correct that success that was literally it Bringing this up because it's real. He, he dismantled said, their best team of the millennium. A bit. This will no. never happen again. That was his response. <laughs> Not on me. my watch. Not on my watch. And by God, he listen. He succeeded by that metric. So congrats. There's there's also like they don't play Clemson this year. And on the one hand, you're like, well, that's good. They get to dodge Clemson. They don't play NC State. The only ranked team left on the calendar right now is Syracuse. Which, but what that tells me is like juggernaut Syracuse. Right. What that tells me is there, there are a lot of games here that people are going to be fucking pissed if Pitt loses. Mm-hmm. And like, there's not, this there's is, not a lot of chance to make up for losses. Right. Like there is, there is, if they lose to Virginia Tech coming up, if they lose to Louisville two weeks after that. Especially if it's interim coach, if they lose the two interim coaches this year, like, Ooh, I, what's the most interim coaches any team has lost to? Someone out oh there man. who's a real somebody has to have this. that. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I don't think Pat Narduzzi is in that weird place where, like, and granted, Will Muschamp was kind of in this place when he had his double-digit win season at Florida, where it's like even when he wins. There's a sizable portion of that fan base that is like this fucking guy. This fucking guy I can't stand him. I absolutely can't stand him. And he's, you know, he's got one dumb loss in him. One, when, one like dumber brain than melting. Georgia Tech. It's, I mean, dumb loss in the sense where it's like, well, we were down eight and he kicked a field goal from yeah. the five, God. like things, some shit like that. He did were d- was yes, were yes. I was told there would be no math. This yeah. is this is the only man who has gone toe to toe toe to toe with James Franklin in game management and been like, "I'll eat the chess pieces before you." Watching, do. <laughs> watching, listen, watching the two of them manage a game against each other was yes, like watching two men eat the chess pieces <laughs> as they fought. Right. I, I need this rivalry to continue forever for this like. I might want this to continue more than I want the backyard brawl to ah. continue. Just as long as these two guys are coaching, I see no you pick, I see you pick the bishop because it'll be easy to swallow. That's why I'm picking the rook. The rook. Nice molasses swamp. You mentioned the Candyland board. There's the the 
the the pit super weapon leveling up thing where of course pit yeah. can always redeem itself with one yes. gigantic uh upset yes. victory mm-hmm. their only opportunity for that might be syracuse which right. okay let me tell you syracuse's next three games syracuse yeah. is a uh five and oh after beating quite arguably the worst team in all of division one the next three games yeah. are nc state at clemson notre dame that could be a five and three syracuse <laughs> that is much less of an impressive pelt for you there plus when, when everything pu- plus you could just go get paul chris now yeah and, and <laughs> bring every, him home baby <laughs> like, trade just trade <laughs> like narduzzi narduzzi and and muschamp both have this in common and that when they were good it was an accident it was an aberration sort of, from the sure, plan. Sure. It was right? not it was not what they wanted to have happen. Yes. Right. Right. It was like if you discovered like it was like this. If you discovered the entire continent of Australia, yeah. right? And you did it accidentally. You said this is amazing. Oh my god, we've we've we we found this for the queen, right? This is amazing. We'll put prison- you- Let's send all the prisoners here. Let's send all the prisoners. What are you saying? In 200 years, it's going to be a vibrant democracy. Okay. That's what we're saying about pit yep. football. Yep. Mm, yep. Okay. And, and they'll be really good at cricket. Also, we'll sidestep the issue of there already being people here. We're just going to avoid that <laughs> That's altogether. That's also fine in British Pittsburgh. tradition. Yeah. 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 Plus, like, who's going to get mad if they fire Pat Narduzzi? Not even Pat Narduzzi. Right. Because then he doesn't have to coach offense anymore. So back yeah, to just just last. coaching defense. <laughs> I will never get that on either side of the ball. Like even Lane Kiffin has like like fine, fine. I'll have a defense. Fine, I'll eat my vegetables. But defensive dudes who are like, yeah, offense. Who needs that? The scoreboard. <laughs> we'll win without points. You'll see. The fucking scoreboard. <laughs> We'll win by making the other team go negative. What am I, some tart trying to pass the ball? <laughs> go get me Frank Signetti. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck points. Get yeah. Signetti. Honestly, I think. Picks up Coach- a red phone, but on the other end, it's a telegraph by Frank Signetti's bed. Get me Signetti. I think coaches like this look at. I think coaches like this look at their pref- like their preferred side of the ball as like their partner and they're like i'm not gonna let somebody else come and fuck my partner even if it is on our team which is again why lane is cool with it now yeah yeah <laughs> go ahead i'm gonna go watch yeah that's why i'm tired or not yeah god you freeze didn't come up at all i just realized <laughs> like, i so don't i just don't fucking get it like how high are you in your own supply that you're like i will ignore of the game it's because they don't want is because they cannot deal with those practices man they're like oh every touchdown sears my very soul <laughs> they don't count they're not real why are you so mad? mad he got mad at his previous offensive coordinator for wanting to be good for <laughs> wanting to pass you say this but like everyone has worked for a boss who gets mad at good ideas that aren't theirs. We and if you are a defense for the same boss. <laughs> and if you are a de- and if you are a defensive first person seeing the offense fucking take off, that's a good idea that's not yours. Like that is the most relatable part is this is just a boss who's like, "No, I'm not getting the credit for the thing that we're doing well and I hate that." 
We're going to um, lose to Georgia Tech. <laughs> but everyone will know that I did it. God damn it. <laughs> the signature loss. <laughs> It's my signature. Our, it's got it's, my signature on it. It the says signature loss. Yeah. <laughs> it says Pat Narduzzi. This actually just says steak. That's how I sign. <laughs> when they're when they're I draw in, a steak. A I draw a steak. I draw a steak with a bone in it. He's tracing one of those little steak shapes. No, he's taking one of those little steak shaped dog treats and mashing it on the page like a seal, like a wax seal. <laughs> With a hammer. It's bacon. <laughs> um, a, uh, a few other names that I had on my board. Uh, yeah. If I had to take a weird, weird flyer, this was like, I don't know. I, they probably can't afford to fire him and they probably don't care. But uh, Justin Wilcox kind of yes. hasn't done ev- yeah. anything ever. <laughs> Justin Wilcox was the other one I was considering Their recruiting well. is <laughs> that would That would it be is, a it, like Cal's board kind of move. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Neo Mazzalolo, I don't they wouldn't do that until after the army game. I don't think like, you know, because like who gives a fuck about Navy recruiting? It doesn't matter. That's that's another one where like he's offended if they fired him. Yeah, that's another one where he could have had other jobs. Yeah, they fired his OC and Um, brought him. But, you know, like it's not like things are perfect. And that's that's they've been pretty bad for the last five years. Yeah. I'm really surprised on his end that he wanted to stay after like the administrative bullshit that got pulled last year. And I really, this is maybe more of a Godfrey question, but I really wonder whether they actually patched things up to his satisfaction or whether they're just kind of fuming in corners at this point. The um, next I had David Shaw as well. Uh, It's amazing. His record is 94 and 48, even though he's been terrible for four straight years. Like, that's a hot start. They were were really good for like seven years under him. It's Stanford. So maybe they're only checking him off on progress views. I'm like, no, you're the metrics. Overall metrics still say you're fine. You're completing completing all your games. Yep. I had had one more that I think is just, um, it's always worth just putting a chip on the table. You know, it's like roulette. You lay all your chips down. You go, I think we're good. And then you see a glowing number and you're like, that one feels hot just all the time. Gonna just gonna lay a chip down on there. The system works. The system works. But you know what? I've, the I've, spirit gonna, of Edgar Allan Poe reached out to my brain in the darkness. I said. always put I always like Edgar and I always put a chip on double zero. Okay. I don't know what it is. And you know what the double zero in this game is? Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze. No. Just no. Just, no, no Scandal. Just, yeah, Are no. You he, he, it's liberty. Had, uh, was, he might was, accidentally give money to like LGBTQ. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would no, he won't. <laughs> accidentally, I said. Okay. I don't even want to begin he to trace he was how buying that would lesbian happen. porn. That's. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> he like accidentally donate to save the environment or something. <laughs> It was an art film, and I support the arts. <laughs> Supporting the arts probably gets you fired at Liberty. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's not better. That's probably shit. Well, I went to see Funny Girl. You did what? <laughs> Leah Michelle is a national treasure. <laughs> well, she could probably get into Liberty, right? <laughs> <laughs>